Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm. I know. What you see? What you see? Oh, you see this? Oh, huh, you want this? Okay, there you go. On my controller. There you go. Go ahead and hit that. Do you like that? That's an Xbox controller. Original Xbox controller. That's the memory card. Huh. All right, this is episode 160. First and frame rates. Uh, podcast. Myself. Bill's fourth DJ81. We are here again. We don't have much to talk about after the last couple of days, but um, Xbox did their thing, showing off a little bit of what they got in store for us as gamers. Oh, Seattle boy. has a new team, so um, that's interesting. I, 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 the team is kind of interesting in a couple of ways. I guess we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. And um, other than that, everything else will be ad-libbed. So uh, without further ado, if you can... You know, like the video, like this podcast, share it, let everybody know what we're doing over here. Uh, you can catch us on Discord, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and um, you can always follow us on Twitter. I'll put the Twitter uh, handles in the bottom of the screen so you can see them. Other than that, it's me and my son He's making all the noise in the world, and then we got uh, Bills and DJ Bills. What's going on with you, man? Just over here fasting, so just been chilling. Um, played a little bit of 2K, but I just been watching <laughs> the NBA restart and working on my music. Nothing new, really. What? Oh, okay. Ain't nothing much happened in 20, I mean, 48 hours, so ball. I get it. Yeah, my, yeah, that's right. It's a ball. Mm-hmm. Ain't much been going on, really. What's going on, DJ? What about you? Uh, nothing, just chilling, uh, ready to discuss these topics, uh, watching the Nationals play right now. They're down 2-1 to one to the Yankees, so, and um, played a little bit of 2K. Um, I'm trying to, I, I keep saying this, and, it, and it's funny to do it so late in the 2K20 life cycle, pretty much af- after it died, um, to start up a my league. Right now, I'm just sitting there trying to, like, come up with a... Uh, a uh, suspension system. Okay. Hey, listen, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Damn, a life cycle. If you're having fun, that's all that matters. I still play 2K14. Oh, yeah. I still play NHL true. 14. I still play, you know, I, I still play a lot of old games. As long as the, the franchise or the dynasty mode is good, I mean, it, it, it doesn't suit you well to keep up with the Joneses and have to start all over again when you created something that's great. Mm-hmm. That, that's the way I look at it. It's like a lot of people like, Oh my God! I'm like 30 games into my franchise, and then I'm gonna start over with another NBA game, and you start over at preseason again. It's like it, it, to me, franchise guys. I think, and I think you know, this one thing with Madden, it, it kind of sucks. But I think people with franchise, if you have a good one, stick with it. I I, I see no reason not to. I see no reason not to. I mean, people don't. They just uh, I gotta have the new stuff, and then they continuously be frustrated and never get anywhere with their franchise. So. Yeah, hey, don't ain't nothing wrong with that. That boy want his mama so bad, but she gotta eat. Goodness. Well, anyway, um, me myself, um, I've been playing a lot of games. I've been I I, I need to go ahead and finish the Halo series. So I've been playing a little bit of Halo 2. I need to finish the Shadow of Mordor, so I've been playing that. 
I got a lot on my backlog that I need to finish. And, yeah, I'm about uh, to say because I know yeah. there's one particular one you need to finish. I'm, I'm not in a rush to finish Last of Us too. Mm. I got other stuff that I rather play. I'm beyond. That's one thing about keeping up with the Joneses. Just because everybody else did it, that doesn't mean I have to. No, I like you know, my, I want to talk about it. We can talk about it. I mean, it's not going to hurt me none. I mean, you don't mind spoilers and absolutely, absolutely not. Okay, I mean, uh, then then I I would say next podcast or something like that we can have like a a slight spoiler cast. That's fine. Cause I mean, okay. I, I mean, to me, it's not a big deal. I mean, I, uh, I got like, I had almost forty games I didn't finish. I'm down to like twenty five, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm not in a rush to like say I have to beat a game because everybody else did, or I don't want to be spoiled. I mean, I'll get. Listen, I'm the type of person. I'm I'm finally trying to finish Shadow of Mordor. That's a 2014 game. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody have talked about that already. By the time out of sight, out of mind. I don't think about it anymore. I'll probably end up finish The Last of Us 2 and be surprised because I don't forgot what everybody talked about. Mm. The only reason why I want to finish it because I've already started it and I got a playlist on my channel that I need to fulfill. So I don't want to wait till 2022 to do that. But I, I mean, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I get, well, before I finish up, let me see. At Real um, Football Gamer says, at work, going to miss the live stream, but do I do have a question on an outside topic. Playing Madden 16 and Lemons. Honestly, I found a slatter set and working on rosters views. Um, everybody do a one-handed catch in that game. If you can find a slider set to stop that, then you're good as gold. Um, other than that, I, I've been playing those two games. Uh it's another game I've been working on that I haven't. Well, I'm gonna start to work on, but I haven't yet. It's a PlayStation 2 game I need to finish as well, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't have no problem with talking about The Last of Us 2. I mean, I, I'll get to it eventually. All right, thank you, baby. And um, no, other than that, um, let's talk about this um Xbox showcase. Um, DJ, <sighs> I know you sound so disappointed, man. I mean, I, I, <laughs> what are your thoughts about it? I wouldn't call it disappointment. It, I'm just, I'm more mind-boggled that you, that... They led off with the game that's that's been their main game to sell consoles and showed absolutely nothing to sell that console. There was I'm like I was now just a, just a, all transparency I was watching it. I can't just watch the the showcase by itself. I always got to watch it on somebody else's stream. So the per- I went through like a couple of people's, but obviously I, I've stuck with Hardy Times mm. and uh, watched his live stream. It's more, it's, it's, it's more entertaining with him than it was anybody else. But, you know, noticing a couple of things, you know, uh, assets popping in and out. Yeah, I saw and that. I, I, watched, I watched the 4K 60 version. I noticed that as well. And and the point and, and it's and it's funny because it's like it's not even gonna matter about like how you view it, whether you view it in the in the 4K resolution or whatnot. It was the fact that okay, it's supposedly operating with an SSD. So was this asset popping out, popping in? Like the, the most egregious one was the clouds popping in and out. And it was just like, because I wasn't even, you want to know how egregious that was? I wasn't something, even. Some, something telling me that the SSD is not all what it's cracked up to be. That, that's the, that's the is telling that me, No, something is telling me that it's not, it's not necessarily the SSD. It's that somebody, <laughs> it's, it's somebody talked a lot of shit 
about the presentation and look what we got. And right. now he now he has to explain himself. Now, it's funny because I did hear about him or not him uh talk about Phil Spencer. Uh I did hear beforehand that they were talking about any like because it it was pre-recorded, any issues that were with it, they because it was pre-recorded, really nothing they could do about it. But I wouldn't associate that with assets popping in and out uh, during a gameplay demo. Which I'm like, I was. I mean, you got. I mean, if, game if it was, if it was, was pre-recorded, it'd have been worse. I mean, if it was live, it'd have been worse because they couldn't do. They try to do something about it while it's live. That would have been like worse. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like um, the good part about it is that we did see gameplay. That's probably the only thing as far as halo was concerned i'm like yeah i if if i was thinking about like if if, like one percent of me was thinking about getting that xbox series x that went out the window right the rest of the showcase i'm like it was okay but nothing to uh really sell the series x it was nothing that i saw that made me think i was looking at a next gen product and right. so overall, I, I can't even, I can't, there's not a grade low enough that I can give this thing at all. Just, gotcha. It's horrible. I, my, my thing about it, I didn't, I didn't have a problem with the showcase. I thought it was okay. Um, it wasn't nothing to blow me away. Uh, I kind of got the sense of with this whole thing with these next gen consoles, we're getting basically something mediocre at best. And um, nothing to really blow us away. Like, the only thing that really blew me away these past, what, seven, eight, ten years was seeing NBA 2K14, um, watching Rise, Son of Rome, and when I saw the Order 1886. All the other, those games actually look like some next-level stuff as far as visuals. Everything else, they look like, these games basically look like a Xbox One game that was upscaled to 4K. That's, yeah, that's what it looked like all the games looked like. They didn't yeah, look nothing mind blowing. It was running, it was running in 60 frames per second, which is fine, but right. you could have easily said, no, we were running this on a PC. Right, exactly. <laughs> so as far as, yeah, as far as graphical fidelity, it just I mean, I, I literally got the sense that it looked like these were Xbox games that was running in 4K. I didn't see nothing that said this is a Series X. Mm. But I mean, as far as the games go, I didn't have a problem with the games at all. The games look like they look—they look pretty interesting. Yeah. A lot of people may not talk about this, but I did like the game Grounded. That with the with all the kids in the in the um in, on the like they're in the grass fighting big uh, bugs or whatever. I thought that was actually pretty innovative. When you talk mm-hmm. about games that are coming out being the same, that is something that's actually different. And you it know was you that. There was that one game, uh, what was it, Medium? Wasn't that the one with the yeah, Medium with the dual uh worlds where it's pretty much you go in between, you go back and forth between. I don't know how how it happens, how it plays out, yeah. But the fact that you have a synchronous uh duality uh between the two worlds as you go along, it. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. When you that's what I'm saying. When you're talking about new games or whatever mm-hmm. that are innovative, those two those two games seem like that was the, those are the type of games you want to see that's innovative, different, new. Mm-hmm. And I applaud them for that. But I mean, to me, I just felt like I was watching an extension of the Xbox One. I I didn't see nothing that was like 
mm-hmm. out of the way, like brand new, something that's like, okay, I can see $600 here. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it was just like, I look at this game, it was like, this is this is a game I could play right now on right. the current gen. Right, that's what it looked like. Those games look like those are the type of games that I could play right now and I'll be okay. It doesn't mm-hmm. look like nothing I could, I need to spend six hundred dollars on, right? But I mean, I thought I thought them I thought the showcase was okay. A lot of people was like trying to compare it to to PS Five and Next Generation, and to me, I didn't look at it like that because immediately when I saw the new Halo Infinite, I saw Halo One, and I saw an extension of Halo One, and come to find out, it's a reimagining of the old game. Of it is a reimagining of um of Halo One, believe it or not. So. Which the sad part is, is like if that's the case, I wonder sto- if story wise that's the case, then they, they, that's a bit even bigger fuck up. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I mean that's what it is. I saw it, um somebody was um putting it out there that it uh, it's just an extent is it's, um it's a spiritual reboot. That's what he called it, like spiritual reboot of the first game. Like they couldn't wrap up Cortana's uh, issues. Right, you know, so <laughs> I heard people had a pri- see this brought out some 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 hostility because even though I didn't play Halo Five, I watched the whole story. I I know the whole Halo story, even some of the outside stuff that was in the cinemas and stuff like that. And I didn't have it. I the the Cortana heel turn was actually pretty interesting. I was just like, where did this come from? And you know, um, I wanted to. Ex- wanted them to expound upon that but i heard a lot of people had a problem with the lock focus on um the uh spartan lock he's 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 the second Mm -hmm. serious african-american character in the halo game and people had a problem with the game shifting to him it honestly halo 5 shifted back and forth between lock and master chief i'm like it was centered on lock Still, the overall story was about Master Chief, and right. I'm sitting there. It's like, okay, you you have a problem with the game shifting the lock, but it had no problem with Halo Reach, nor ODST. What gives? Right, right. So. Bills, you got any thoughts on the the showcase? I didn't watch. I woke up, went back to sleep. Didn't really have to go back to sleep, but I do anything other than watch that conference. Um. People are going overboard on both sides. I can already tell without watching. Just a bitch fest on both sides. As usual, um, no useful information came out of it. Nothing I care about. They didn't say the price. They didn't say the release date. I truly do not give a fuck. And all these people out here and their emotions on both sides is just funny to me. Oh, I'm so disappointed. Oh, it was great. Oh, I can't believe that's what they did. It's just wash, rinse, repeat. It's a micro penis measuring contest between companies to see who's going to release the date and the price first. And I'm just honestly over it. I don't have anything else to add. That's honestly it. Yeah. Right, so I, I can see, like, if you were like, I, I, they gave people a reason. They gave people a reason, like, if you've never been on Xbox. I, they gave people that, that they, it didn't seem like they were going after that particular person who never had an Xbox before. And want to try it out because it seemed like it, it, it didn't go for the hardcores or the people who actually are in the ecosystem. And if you're a type of person that never had one, I can see I could see somebody purchasing a Series X off of what they did if you never had an Xbox in general. Now, with that being said, you're already four or five generations in. You may not need to be 
catering to that demographic because by at this point everybody know what xbox is they already played it before mm -hmm. and um they know what they're getting so it's like i don't know who you're trying to appease to because if you played video games you've at least owned at least one of these consoles before i don't i don't think they're trying to appeal to anybody i think they're just doing the obligatory conference they know they're gonna sell consoles sony knows they're gonna sell consoles I mean, I, I just don't get why people make such a big deal about this. It's like, just buy the console that you want and call it a day. Because at the That's end of true. the day, all these conferences do is get casuals hype. And all you have to do is wait a couple weeks after to see the gameplay from the games that piqued your interest. But other than that, there's no reason to, you know, jump off a cliff about this one way or the other with these conferences. But yeah, I saw, I saw a lot of people at yeah, you're right. I saw a lot of people acting a fool on it, and I didn't watch it live because I was like, you know what? I didn't want to really say anything. I wanted to wait until it was done, and that's what I did. And I watched it the the 4K 60 version, and I was like, I was just looking at. It, and I was like, if I was a person that never really, you know, was interested in um in Xbox, I could see somebody picking one up because I mean, they did it overall. If you just look at games in general, and what they're trying to put out there for you know this generation it was okay it wasn't nothing to say like right, obviously it wasn't nothing to say like oh my god this is the best thing ever they put out some quality information and i mean i think that's you know nowadays based on xbox standards i mean you couldn't ask for nothing better than that because xbox has never put out that kind of quality when it comes to games and a lot of people say they haven't seen gameplay and i get it but when you look at what they put out, I mean, they put out a lot of games, and you know, I, I commend them for that because at one point, damn the gameplay, we didn't even get games at one point. But that, so but that's the thing; it's like we're at the end of July right now, and people are already trying to decide which console they're going to get. They're going to be in the same price range. Wait until about August, September. Watch the gameplay of the games that piqued your interest, and go from there. But these right. people that are riding out for these consoles on both sides, making these corny ass, gay ass memes about both sides, it's just it's stupid. It's just console war bullshit, and it's, yeah. and it's tiring to look at after a while. It's like, do y'all have nothing else to live for? Do you have some pussy to climb in? Do you have <laughs> a, job, a, job, a job to go to? Like, it's just annoying after a while. It honestly is. That's why I just stayed out of it. I slept. I got up. I worked on my music. I went and made a post about it and basically said my two cents, which is which was they didn't say anything about the release date or price, and I moved on. But I mean, there's so many people in their emotions living vicariously through. Oh my god, are they going to say this game? Are they going to? It's like, oh, and see, god. And then, and see, that's the thing, Bills. You, you you play video games. You're a hardcore gamer. You already know what time it is. You just need the price point so you know how much money you're gonna spend. Yeah. And, and and see, like I said, that's another thing. That's why another reason I said I think they kind of catered to the casuals because these are for people who just want to get hype people that want to hear about the games or you know what they're trying to do like most people if you've been doing this for generation after generation you kind of know what time it is you know what ecosystem you're going to play on just give me the price so i know if i need to buy right away or buy later or what i need to do to save up and yep. that's where i i kind of i didn't want to take that approach when i was looking because like for me DJ, we got PCs. We're not probably we're not nine times out of ten. We're not buying the console anyway. So yeah. like, you know, so for us, we just want to know, like, okay, well, you know what though? See, that's the thing. So you and DJ are cool as far as the whole PC thing. But another thing I can't stand the weirdos that have the PC and they're PC snobs 
And every time they see something about either console, oh, well, you know, if you just get a PC, oh, look, I'm over <laughs> here with my PC. That's great. You have your PC and your two-inch dick, and you're happy with your life. But other people want to see what these consoles are about. So it's like, I just don't get why people have to impose their beliefs and impose their gaming lifestyle on the next person's gaming lifestyle. It's just annoying to me. And it's like it's happening on, it's not even two sides, it's three sides. You got the PC people who are just over here, just, oh my God, you know, PC is always going to be better. Then you got the PlayStation people coming at the Xbox people. And then you got the Xbox people coming at the PlayStation people. And the only time it stops is when they want to be fake outraged about a social event that happens. Then they go right back to it. It's like, Jesus <laughs> You know, the sad part about it is that the Switch, they're just playing their games. The they're Switch people, games. they're just playing their games. Wherever they are at, they're at a bus stop, whatever. Just playing they, their games. Yeah, just playing their games. Just in their and, 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 and <laughs> Even though that, you know, the, the, the latest Nintendo Direct, that came out recently wasn't all that good. I mean, they just no one, moving. yeah, so, nobody even like talked about it. Like I, I saw a blip about it, and then this, right? You know, like people are like, okay, Nintendo wasn't hitting on nothing, but they're still going to continue to play. They're not going after like Sony or Microsoft. They're like, okay, we still got what we got over here. We're gonna keep it moving. Well, and I, and I think, oh, what you about to say? Well, I was gonna say another thing. I think Nintendo's in a good spot because they are kind of a niche crowd at this point yeah they are you know what the thing is they put themselves there and i wish they didn't because i did i do too but i think i think they're kind of they're in a good spot um whether they intended to be or not because they have their audience that they can cater to they're not too too worried about bringing in casual fans um when they have a multi-plat that they want to put onto their console Sometimes it's ass, sometimes it's not. But either way, you know, their fans aren't really buying their console for that. And I think they're in a good spot as far as that's concerned. Right. Like, you're not I, buying I think... a Wii U to play Call of Duty. You know what I'm saying? You're not buying a Wii U to play any of those big-time, no. you know, AAA I, I, I literally, I literally have my Wii U to play Mario and, and, and the Mario stuff. Right. I, I I literally have it for that. Now there's some like some third party games that are actually interesting, like Tech and Tag Tournament for Wii U. That's pretty cool because you get to dress up as Mario characters or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I mostly play Mario stuff to like I want to play Mario Kart or I want to play something else. I, I would never, you know, like like you said, they have their own niche, they have their own, you know, lane that they're in. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it works for them. I wish they didn't because I, I firmly believe if Nintendo took the route which Sony does. And if they took the route of what Microsoft does, Nintendo could easily dominate the um the console war easily because everybody's going to buy the Mario stuff. Everybody's going to buy all those those first party IPs Nintendo got. And if they come out with bomb ass third party you know games, but that they'll, would be they'll the take issue. over. But yeah. that would be the issue. They'd have to change their entire mindset of how they build um, their consoles. Yeah, their consoles and first party titles just from who they're catering to because. You know, I'm not gonna say they're kids' games, but you know, it's it's either hardcore Nintendo fans are playing or kids because that's who they cater to, and there's nothing wrong with that. But when you're coming out with heavy hitters like Left uh, Last of Us Two and Halo and things like that, I mean, it's hard to compete as far as the casual fan is concerned. I don't think Nintendo would be able to hold on to their hardcore base at the same time as catering to, or I should say, trying to bring in. 
casuals. I think you have to choose one in this day and age. Right. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, right. but I, I think at the end of the day, I think they, I think they did an okay job. I don't think it was nothing mind blowing and nothing out of the way. Uh, clearly, they're not trying to. It, clearly, something is up. It seems like they're trying to cater to um, people who just want to play video games. They're not even trying to look for a particular fan base. It looks like to the point. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't talk much about PC. They did try to push the Series X to an extent, but um, they can't ignore what they've done. Like they they they're they're still trying to um push people onto Xbox and PC at the same time, but um I think it was okay. I don't see where I, I don't see where they did not try to sell the series, and I don't see where they did try to see. I think they just went straight down the line and be real basic with their stuff, and I thought it was okay. Because uh, yeah, like I said, they did. Oh yeah, I forgot about this. Um, the. I would say the lone bright spot, I f- forgot to even talk about this. And see, that's how, like, when you get into the negative stuff and the mediocre stuff about Xbox, you forget about the lone bright spot. But for me, was the reveal of State of Decay 3, at least. Yeah, that looked good. I, I can't front. That looked like, good. That, I'm like, and the thing is, with State of Decay 3, you kind of have to look at State of Decay 2, State of Decay 1, and the progression of that game. And just going from, because State of K1, if you look at it now, the graphics are dated. It was on, I forgot which engine it was. So State of K2 was on Unreal. It had moved over to Unreal. Because I think Microsoft had created their own engine for the first State of K. Right, right, right. So now they're going to be, now I don't know if this one's going to be on the, was Unreal's on Unreal 5, right? I think this game's going to be on Unreal 5. Okay, so if this game is going to be on Unreal 5, it'll be interesting to see what the rest of it is going to look like. But it, it looks like it's already revealing some animal enemy types, which, yeah, did you see that? Made, yeah, right. which may change some things as far as uh, maybe your viewpoint, because you can't, on the current viewpoint, can't necessarily deal with animals too much. So that would be, be interesting. Now, like I said, when I saw that trailer, I thought that was nice. Um, I did not have a problem with Halo Infinite. My only problem with Halo Infinite was uh, the problem. It just it just looked like Halo One. That's what I was getting out it of it. Literally looked yeah. like Halo One. And at the end, I was looking at the last the the in that cinematic. I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" The the character right. that was talking. I was just like, "Someone he saved him and all this stuff." Right. And I was just like, "Well, this I like, when he came out, gotta, yeah." You know what I'm saying? When he came out of that uh that thing out of uh-huh. the ship and he was on the ground, I was like, yo, this is Halo 1 all over again. And and, and that's the vibe I got. I was like, well, I can see what people could be upset about that. And, and to me, it didn't do anything for me because me being Halo 1 is the only Halo that I finished, I was just not impressed because that's like my only visual when I think about Halo 1 is, you know, <laughs> Halo in general is the first game because that's the only one I, I completed. So that didn't get me hyped to play again. And to be honest, if anybody played all five or what seven of them, I don't see how anybody get hyped over them again anyway. Well, but I did, I did like State of Decay too. Forza mm-hmm. Motorsport. I did not see Forza Eight. It just said Forza Motorsport. Now it makes me wonder: Are they rebooting that as well? Hmm. You know, I saw Fable at the end. That was just, that wasn't a Fable Three. It makes me think: Is that re, are they rebooting that too? So it's like it's a lot of. Spiritual reboots again, and I, I don't know how I feel about that as well. Mm. I mean, so, 
Oh, go ahead, I, I, I found my game that I'm going to latch on to, and that's going to be a 2K. And... Yeah. I mean, that's just... That's that's how you have to look at it. You just have to find a game that piques your interest, and if none of them do, then you just kind of got to sit it out until one does. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm kind of really I'm really interested about Forza Motorsport. I need to know what they're doing with that because um, it looks like as of right now, Gran Turismo Seven may take the spot uh, as the racer this year, the, this generation starting. Because mm-hmm. I, I just from what I see, I didn't see anything that was like, oh my goodness, this is. This is next level racing with Gran Turismo Seven. I was I was immediately interested when I saw it, so I'm I'm kind of worried about that because it's just like a bunch of reboots, and mm. I I don't know how I feel about that at all. And to me, that that's really you know not it's not promising. It does it's not doesn't it doesn't give me a good feel. I will say, like I said, I'm gonna get both consoles eventually, um, especially since. I'll probably get the Xbox Day One, but the PS5 has GTA being officially remastered, not the way they put out that shitty one the first time. Right. <laughs> so, you know, I'm going to see what that's about. And it's exclusive to PS5 as of right now. So, um, you know, I, I, I think both consoles are going to offer right. something, as they always do. And you just kind of got to go from there. But these console loyalists, man, it's like, ugh. Yeah, and you know that's why I, that's another reason why I just I just took a look at it from a person who's just okay. I just want to see what you have. I'm not trying to compare it to PS5. Not trying to compare it to anything else. I just want to see that. And and looking at it from that standpoint, I think it was all right. It was very average. It was very basic. They, I mean, they did what everybody wanted them to do was to you know show games. Mm-hmm. Like you can't knock them for that. You know they did show some games, and some of them was actually pretty good. But with that being said, it was like, okay, I'm still looking. It looks like I'm looking at the extension of an Xbox One X. I don't see nothing next generation. Right. And I think at the end of the day, for me, I'm like, I have a PC. I'm in, I'm in, I'm still interested in the, in the Xbox games. Right. Me too. So it's, there's no incentive for me to, to get an Xbox. Right. Like, obviously. It just, like I said, just be transparent. My whole concern is, is uh, it's pretty much the same as Bill's, but more for the PS5. It's like, how much does it cost and when is it going to release? Right. Now, one thing I will say, another thing that they tried to do, they did a poor job of it, but what they tried to do, they tried to give the Series X some form of uniqueness, like the way they tried to um, present it. And that's pretty cool because that's one thing I had a problem with, with the, the, the consoles this year. Well, this generation, there was no uniqueness to the consoles. They just seemed like boxes that played games. At least with the Series X, they're trying to make it seem unique. But the problem with that is you can't make it unique when all your stuff is like console exclusives and they're going to PC. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's the problem that I have with, you know, which in some instances I do give credit to Nintendo for. Nintendo's like vowing not even try to go to PC. Sony in some cases was like that, and they're trying to, they're kind of getting away from that, which... It's good for me, but there's no charm or no uh, individual identity with the consoles, and I think that's another thing that's going to hurt, you know, for uh, the Xbox One X on I mean, series. Not so much for the PS5 yet, but um, we're going to find out um, in due time, maybe a year or so, because I think they said, um, I think before the showcase, I think Phil Spencer even said himself 
that there is not going to be any exclusives for like the first two years or something like that. Mm. I don't know. It's, it's it's weird because at least with the Series X, it has potential to be unique, and they're just abandoning from that. So I mean, with that being said, it's like, hey, if you're not a PC person, I think you guys would be okay by getting it. Like bills, I think. I think at the end of the day, I think it's going to be a pretty decent purchase, but it's nothing that's going to be like out of the way to be where, oh my God, everybody has to get this. This is the console to get. It's like PS4 did that last year. You know what I mean? I mean, last generation. It was like once their showcases were over, it's like, okay, I know what console I'm going to. But the Xbox One, it, it kind of um, it kind of failed on that when they had an opportunity to. Mm-hmm. Um, let's look at some of the comments. Uh, I'm gonna get to that noble. That, we're not talking about that yet. Um, Spec Poo says that showcase really made it clear for anyone grab a mid range PC, don't get an Xbox, grab a PS5. I, I low key agree with that because, like I said, they pretty had, much, yeah, because they had a chance to separate themselves from the PC realm, but all their games are already going to PC. Um, I have to put this up. Thank you. What's good, fellas? GSU is in the house all day, every day, all day long. Um, Spec Pool also said they really showed Destiny. Let me tell you something about the Destiny 2 thing. This is not had nothing to do with PS, know, PS5 or Xbox One. A lot of people used to shit on Destiny, but Destiny is getting played a lot for the past few years. And that just shows me that that game has came from the gutter to now. And everywhere I turn, people are still playing that game in droves. And with that being said, I kudos. I, I give kudos to the people who made Destiny Two because the first one, people started to run away from it when Destiny Two came out. Microtransactions and loot boxes almost killed that game, and they turned around and made something out of it. I commend them for that. Yeah, that's uh, uh that's Bungie. They, yeah, they yeah, Bungie. I don't know. I'm about to say three four three, but uh, <laughs> yeah, they, say, but they unfortunately have Halo. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I commend them for that because when you lo- you talk about companies who aren't doing a good job of maintaining their games, you know, outside of like No Man's Sky, um, mm-hmm. Battlefield, um, Battlefront Two, um, you know, outside of that, and Destiny Two, those like the only three games that actually came from you know the gutter and actually ro- rose up to the top. So you got to commend them, regardless how you feel about it. And for Xbox to put them out there, all it, now that's one thing that I can say. If people want to play on that platform, that's a game to do it, do that with because they have a good fan base, they have a good community there. And if you want to play on that platform, that's one that's one avenue you can go. Do I agree with it? Would I do it? No. But looking at it from a standpoint where you have a um a multiplayer game that people can play together and they're still doing it and they're still putting in, they didn't even DJ, didn't they say they're putting out new content for Destiny 2? Oh yeah, they're constantly gonna be putting out content. As long as people as long as there's still a large population for the game, they're gonna put out content. It's this if no man same thing would have happened. Well, same thing is happening with No Man's Sky. There's a large enough population and well, No Man's Sky had a big enough outcry to to get all this content. See, No Man's Sky, they we I think we've been getting we've been getting every all of our content drops have been free. Right. So Destiny People have been paying for it, and it's like inch by inch. They're paying way more than a hundred. They people have probably already put in at least a hundred and twenty dollars, if not more, into that game per person. Yeah, see, that's, that's what, still playing it. See, that's what I'm saying. Is like when they decided to put Destiny Two on the Xbox Series X and give it extra content and upgraded to 4K 60 on consoles. That just tells me that 
this not an indictment on the Xbox brand. It's indictment on it's not, I mean, it's praise to the people of Bungie of actually re transforming that game to people who still play it to this day because a lot of games nowadays they die within months if they started off the way they did you know so i mean you, you, i give them credit for that ravens nation says that paying 500 dollars just to showcase of potential games that might not even come well i mean I, I can't say that from what i've seen it looks like all these games are going to be there in some shape or form but i get what you're saying none of these games that they put out there actually said that in progress or um, maybe coming soon. They basically told you they were coming um, sometime when the um, of the console releasing. So I do give them credit for that because they could have easily just said, I think outside of Forza Motorsport, I think that's like one of the only games that said they weren't, they didn't have a, uh, not necessarily a date, but it was just like a coming soon or what's to come or whatever. So I give them credit for that. Why is it oh. fuck those companies because somebody's dumb enough to buy a console for potential games? That's their fault. Well, it, it, and no, yeah, I just say, I mean, I don't think it's the console's fault that the companies aren't delivering. You kind of still saying, I mean, I, I get what he's saying, but uh, I don't like why would you get mad at Ubisoft? I mean, why would you get mad at Xbox for the Ubisoft said, hey, we want to put this game out later? <laughs> you know, it, it, it kind of I just don't get. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like all the first party stuff, they told you that they're, they're trying to put that stuff out when the Series X come out, and they said that all these games are going to be available on Game Pass, which is you know, you know that's a deal in itself because that's I mean, say what you want about you know Xbox, the Game Game Pass um um business model is is easily one of the best business models that's ever been done in gaming, hands down. You know. Yeah, that's that's one thing about Microsoft. As far as services, they do very well right. in that category. They do very well in services. You look at Sony, it's like a desert. It's like yeah, they're still trying to, and right, whatnot. They're still, so. they're still trying to make um make good with the customers with the PlayStation now. Oh God, we, we barely could change our own uh, usernames for a while. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Right. <laughs> And it, and it's still not even at a hundred percent. So yeah, well, right. I mean, at least we can stream. Oh, <laughs> 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 no, you stupid man. But no, I mean, I think at the end of the day, I think it, I think it did. It was all right. Very basic. Nothing spectacular. Nothing scream next gen to me. Like I said, everything looked like a Xbox One X upgrade type game. So. Uh, we'll see. They said they got more stuff to come in the coming months because they said they only showed what like 10 of their 22 first party studios, which that's another thing with Xbox. They got a lot of first party studios now because you know, with Xbox, <laughs> the Xbox One, they had like what three Halo Gears and Forza. <laughs> so they got they got some they got some stuff at, at, at the end of the day. I think it's gonna be all right. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, anything else you got, Bills? Because I, I know you just ready just to get the damn console now. I mean, look, I just, I, and maybe it's because it's been obviously a, a slow year with COVID, but I'm just tired of all the talk and you're not saying what the fucking price or the release date is. Like, I, I don't, like, imagine how many people watching these conferences getting amped up for games that they might not be able to, to afford. Right. That, I, no, that, that is a fair point. I agree. And it's funny because rolling out the red carpet, like, oh, here you go, here are these games. And by the way, the console is six hundred dollars. 
and 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 then the games themselves have increased in price. So yeah, I think the only company said they're going to stick with sixty dollars was Ubisoft or something like that. Somebody mm-hmm. said that they're going to stick with sixty dollars. I can't remember what company it was, but they didn't say it's going to be throughout the entire generation. But at least for this year, they said it's going to be sixty dollars. Yeah, and and to Bill's point, it is crucially important to uh state what your price and release date is going to be because with the pandemic people being out of work people barely working you know whatever they obviously they're going to take care of number one which is their like necessities home bills all that other stuff but you know for those that have a little bit of extra they don't know what right now they just don't know what to put aside right and i think Uh, that's important people need to know that it's like, uh, it's like saying, oh, my God, we got this great we got this great set of Jordans we're going to release this year. And they show all of them. And you're like, damn, those are nice. And then you're like, okay, well, how much are they going to be? Then you Don't find worry about that. Yeah. Don't worry. We're going to make some changes to it, and we're going to just showcase them in about four weeks. So come back in about four weeks. We'll have something for you. And then right, it's like- holiday, <laughs> holiday time, you find out the damn good. The shoes are like $400. Like, hold on. I can't even- you got me hyping. I can't even afford these shits. And then the thing is, right? It's even worse. Like, imagine if, based on this example, they kept coming back and doing conferences about it, and they're still not saying what the price is. Like, Xbox has had what two? Sony's gonna have another one, right? Yeah. And still no price point. It's like, what the fuck? All right. Like, let it'd me. Be one thing if you went and disappeared, right? Mm-hmm. But no, you keep coming back, and they're like, okay, yeah, you're back. All right. Uh, what's the price point? Oh, we'll let you know down the road. Like, no. Mm. What you about to say? Oh, yeah. Uh, Breaking news. So the MLB is going to expand to 16 teams for this uh, year's postseason. Okay, that's interesting. That's pretty interesting. That's going to be all right. That's damn near half the league. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I don't don't have a problem with that because, I mean, the way things are, as long as it don't get too wonky, Mm -hmm. I, I think. I think that's I think that's pretty cool. I mean, because more more teams the better at this point, based on how everything played out. So right. I'm I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Um, anything else y'all got? Because I, I want to look at. Let's see. Uh, Ham says good point on Destiny's two. One thing the price may be keep going down to get even more people. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the game would be free to play. To be well, honest, it's already with you. free to play. See, that's what I'm saying. See, I didn't even know that. See, I mean, that just goes to show you. So I had no idea. Um, Fuck Halo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like right now. Speaking of that, I'm 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 playing Halo Two right now. So I like I have a lot on my backlog. I need to I need to you know complete. So no that's why I'm about now. this Mike Tyson and Roy yeah, I, I said I was gonna get to that so since yeah. since we um don't have many topics. Let's get on that. He said, what are your thoughts about Tyson fighting Roy Jones? Bill's you the boxing guy better than I am, so let me know what you think. I don't have many thoughts <laughs> at all because the fight shouldn't be eight rounds. Anybody who watched Mike Tyson's prime knew he wasn't effective after five rounds. They're going to go eight rounds. He's 50-something years old. Right. Now, it's an – oh, go ahead. I was about to say, that's, that's telling me that they're just going to do a lot of, like, posing. I mean, if that's the exhibition case. fight, they're gonna try to win. But See, the but the thing time, is, it, it is the exhibition. Nobody wants to get hurt, especially well, their advanced age. Well, no, and, no, no. So here's the thing: Mike Tyson literally will just flip 
because no, uh, seeing him for the for the seeing him do a little bit of those spots for the AEW, I was wondering. I thought he was gonna flip it like flip at any moment. So this is the thing. Here's the unfortunate part. It's not actually an exhibition. Now here's why they're calling it an exhibition. If you have a fight that is the main event of a card, mm-hmm. and it's less than ten rounds. It has to be called an exhibition by uh, basically yeah. by by rule by past precedent. It's not really a letter of the law. That's pretty much how it has to be because championship fights usually headline the cards, and those are ten or twelve rounds. Most times, twelve rounds, nine out of ten times. So the reason they're calling an exhibition is just semantics. It's going to be an actual fight. Um. But, but the, they're but just the call against Roy Jones Jr. That's gonna be interesting because we never really looked at that dynamic. Right. Well, well, here's, here's the thing with that is back in their primes, Roy. Well, Roy was you know he was way younger, obviously, mm-hmm. but he he was fighting at you know middleweight, light heavyweight later. But he's gone so up and down in weight. It's like he should have stopped fighting a long time ago because that's why he got knocked out by Antonio Tarver because he wanted to go up and wait and win the heavyweight title. And then he said, oh, well, nobody's ever come back down and wait and won the light heavyweight title. And you see what happened. Mm. Um, As far as Tyson's concerned, like I said, throughout his career, he hasn't been effective past five rounds unless he's facing a bum. Um, <laughs> it's not to knock him. It's just, I mean. That's the type of very, fighter he is. Yeah, he's very – like, I think he's over like quick, like he's very what they call a quick twitch muscle type of boxer. Well, he was overhyped because you know, not to get in a tangent on Mike Tyson, but let's be honest, he beat Michael Spinks, which was really the only legitimate win of his career. He beat Larry Holmes, who was 40 plus. Um, he beat Trevor Burbick, who's very overrated, and then the next major fight he had was Buster Douglas and he lost. And then he went to jail and he went to jail before he was supposed to fight Holyfield, by the way. So he probably would have got his ass whipped back then. Then he comes out of jail. He fights some bum from around here. Peter McNally, that fucking bum scrub tomato can. And then, yeah, he gets in the ring with Holyfield. He gets washed twice. He bites his, he bites the dude's ear off because he's scared. That's what people do when they're scared. They bite. Uh, he he has a couple of other fights that aren't really of note, and then he goes and fights Lennox Lewis, and Lennox Lewis washes him. So, I mean, his effectiveness is within five rounds. And that was when he was in his prime. So just imagine now. It should be a four-round fight called an exhibition. People will be surprised when they buy tickets and they come and say, oh, shit, they're actually fighting. Um... But as far as, like, you know, the people, well, uh, Mike Tyson can come back and be heavyweight champion, you're delusional, you're delusional, you're delusional. Because no great fighter of these days is going to let a 54-year-old even get close to touching them within 12 rounds, especially not Tyson Fury. Now, how – that whole this one moment, how was uh, George Foreman when he – he was 46. So yeah. we're even past George Foreman's uh, max. So, right. yeah. And and that's a guy that for a while was kind of like Tyson, but he went the distance in some of his fights. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he well, he also it. didn't really do a whole lot during those fights. That's why he was able to go so long. That's why. Forward. That's he was why picking people off with with freaking lightning precision and I mean, you know, it's yeah. Because uh, what was it? Muhammad Ali strategy was like let him punch. He'll punch himself out because he's uh-huh. never. <laughs> and he just sit there, took it, took it until you know found out. He didn't find the opening. The opening was always there. It was just like. It, uh, I can knock him down when he's tired. <laughs> and Foreman was the size of a normal heavyweight. Tyson right. is much more undersized. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I, 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 look, I boxed when I was... I, I, the way I look like, it looked like it's just going to be an entertainment type game. Yeah, I, mean, type match. I boxed when I was younger. I'm not going to hop in a ring now, and I'm 27. Hmm. And, and and that's even on a low, low, low level when I know I could probably kick some of these young bums' asses. But, I mean, shit, anybody gets a professional license these days. And I just – the body's not the same, man. It's just like everybody's saying T.O. could play. So, yeah, he could probably give you a he playoff run. run. Still. He could probably <laughs> give you a playoff run, maybe three games, not an entire season, not even half of one. It's the same with Tyson. Four rounds, get him out of there, and, you know, move on to the next quote-unquote exhibition you're going to do. But these people who are acting like this is going to be, you know, Goldberg in the fucking WWE, they're, they're playing themselves. I'm like, I, I kind of look at people, like, talking about what football is concerned, you know, the time I was playing semi-pro, there were people in their 40s playing semi-pro, and it wasn't pretty. Yeah, there were a couple that were like because uh, they played on the line or whatever, it was easy for them to, to like do what they do. But you had, you had one guy who was like approaching 40, so he was kind of entering that Jerry Rice range as far as like playing wide receiver. And I was like, he's still fast, but at this point, it's like, yeah, it's time to wrap it up because right. that's the thing about youth. The thing about youth is how easily you can do them things. It's not that you can't still do certain things. It's with ease, making it second nature, and mm-hmm. how much you suffer pain-wise after you do them. Yeah, that's the other thing that no one even talks about. Even Tyson even brought it up. He was, uh, years ago, uh, he was just like, I couldn't do it anymore because it hurt. Bro, I mean, give me, give me your body to start to break down on you as well. For anybody, but he would, but he would actually, it he couldn't like break through the psychology of you know of not feeling the pain. It just like all of a sudden it was like, yeah, damn, that hurt. That that's why, like, that's what's been done to me all this time. Damn. For anybody who hasn't been in the ring or been to a boxing fight, boxing match. Basically, every time you take a body shot, especially the heavyweights, it sounds like a bat hitting a sack of rice just over and over again, repeatedly. That shit hurts whether you roll with the punches or not. So, you know, Roy Jones, is I mean, he's one fight from being punch drunk. Tyson's not because he didn't take as much punishment in his career. A lot of those fights were stopped. Um... So, you know, I think I think he um has the advantage honestly, but eight rounds is too much, man. It would even be exciting if you said four rounds. Cause then you know they're gonna try to get each other out of there. 
Yeah, the thing about Tyson was Tyson just had power, you know, it, he didn't have the endurance. He had power. Well, and then the, well, his other thing is it's not even so much that he didn't have the endurance, it's mentally he beat people before the fight started. And if you made it through those first four rounds, like Buster Douglas did, I mean shit, he even got knocked down. Then he got yeah. up. And Tyson's like, oh shit, I don't knock people down yeah. there. Get up right away. Yeah, and not only that, you know, you don't know what that does to a, to a fighter mentally. Yeah. You know, you don't know what kind of psyche Tyson had when he realized Buster got up. Right. So I mean, I mean, his brain was already his brain was good to begin with because his trainer that brought him into it was, you know, he died. Uh Tyson had a bunch of people around him smoking and drinking and all that stupid shit. Yeah, man, yeah, that too. But I'm just saying, when you you don't have a game plan for that, when somebody gets up at oh, you to course, knock yeah. everybody out the first in the first few rounds, then you think the match is match is over. But yeah, you're Mike okay. Tyson. Yeah, now this motherfucker got up. You have no game plan for that. Now you don't know what to do. You yeah. know what I mean? So, you know, that, yeah, that's, that's another thing. thing. You know, Tyson's legendary for what he's done, but we also have to realize, like, okay, look at everything else that he he did not, was not able to do. Yeah. So, I mean, so from that perspective, you know, I mean, it's, it's going to be a spectacle, but it's not going to be, like, like I said, once you get past the fourth round, if it makes it past the fourth round, which I think it will, because quite frankly, they don't have the accuracy of guys who have been boxing consistently every day. So landing a punch on a guy, especially a guy that's an all-time great, is hard, regardless of what age he is. So it could go, go eight rounds, and I guarantee you past the second round, is going to be a lot of hugging and mm-hmm. a lot of clinching and a lot of bullshit because that's what it's going to be. And that's what happens when you make a fight eight rounds with some guys that well, Roy Jones could probably last eight rounds, but guys that weren't really great outside of five rounds. That's, that's what happens. It's almost like saying, okay, Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson play a one-on-one game to 32. No! They may play the 10. <laughs> I don't see them playing the 32. Bro, yeah. look, give me give me Michael Jordan versus I'm trying to think. The thing is, I, think, I, think, I think I think Jordan will last longer, but I can imagine Magic will probably be dying out there. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, give me Michael Jordan versus Magic to three, and you might get a purchase out of me. 32? Are you fucking serious? That's going to be some of the slowest posting up you've ever seen in no your kidding. life. So that's I, 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 think, I, think, I think Jordan's good at 10. I don't, I don't know if Jordan could even play till ten now on them cigars he smokes on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, 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 I'm gonna be, I'll give, I'll give Jordan ten. That, but Magic, no. The way we see Magic nowadays, nah. Magic could probably give like, you five. Magic said he he works out every day though. That's what he says. He goes to the gym. He gets something. He goes to the gym and shit. I mean, you know, he could probably give you three. Like I said, Jordan versus Magic the three. Yeah, them boys. I might actually buy it if it's like ten dollars. Hmm. Yeah, them boys. Let's look at the the um. Let's look the at the, uh, the chat. Yeah. Um. Somebody said something about the Ghost of Shusima. He said there's a lot of cap and AI is pretty decent in Ghost of Shusima. All right, Bill. Um, DJ, let me know is that true or not? Is is decent, but you can cheese the AI easily. They do. You can line them up. You can. You can get, you can withdraw to a certain point, and they'll just run back into their uh, encampment. Um, 
the fact that they hold like most of them hold dear to the attack one one attacks at a time <laughs> a cliche that happens in movies <laughs> so <laughs> a lot of the fight scenes you'll a lot of the fighting in the game you'll be able to pull off with pure precision but but don't get ahead of yourself though if they if they get like 10 deep on you uh-huh it's not pretty. I like I had one where I walked into a camp. I completed the standoff. The standoffs are pretty good. You, you know what? If you time it, they, they can fake you out or whatever. It's like quick draw McGraw type of situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, you get through that. And they, the rest of them come at you. And I think at that point, it was like 12 of them. So that and they were all mixed. It was like you had archers. Uh, up high, so you, I couldn't really get to them. Had a had a couple of brutes, and I had a, a spearman and regular swordsmen, and they had the nerve to have swordsmen with uh with shields, and their leader was chasing me. So I'm sitting there running around this camp. But the thing is, you could ch- the whole. I did cheese the hell out of that scene because all I did was I kept running, kept running, kept running in circles, kept running in circles, and then I got to certain points where it was just like, okay, let me climb up here, knowing that I can get one or two of them. They all would try to climb, but I think a couple of them would try to climb, so it limited who I would face at a time. So I was able to take out like two at a time, two at a time, until I was done with everybody. So it, AI is pretty decent, but not it. Yeah, not that. Not All that. Right, what's another one? Ham said, "You never lied on that one." If I play basketball, my with the youngest, my knees are swollen for days. Oh my god! If they are, <laughs> if they are there. Uh, Noble said, "Tyson's wait, in the, wait, great." Wait, wait, how old are you? Uh oh, you might be a little older than you think. I I, well, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a guess. I'm honestly trying to figure out. Probably be like, uh, let's see. Um, Noble Noble said Tyson's in great shape. Got to see what Jones look like now. Everybody Tyson did do a good job. Of, yeah, Tyson did look like he's he's in good shape. But I mean, yeah, it's, but it's a history. Like it's just a history of Mike, Mike Tyson not lasting right. a few rounds. So. Conditioning wise, he's only good for like you said, up to five rounds. After that, he's done. Every old pro, especially, uh, I'm like, I'm not gonna fight that nigga. Because well, well, <laughs> pro boxers are on a different level. But as far as fighting and boxing, I mean, shit. Yeah, he looks good, but he's going to look good hitting pads. You haven't seen any sparring, have you? Yeah, there so you go. What else we got? Um, Goop says Tyson versus Briggs would have been a better fight. I agree. I, I... Um, B5 said money grab at best. Can't take this fight seriously. No hype this way, but we'll be interested to see. I think that's what it is. I think, I think, like I said, it's, it's more entertainment than anything. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not even treating it like a serious fight. It, it may be a serious fight, but I'm like, they're all over the hill. It, it's it's going to be like leaning and somebody's going to get a punch here and there. I think Tyson will wind up winning. Just he. Jones is just gonna walk into something, and, and we may see one of them. I, we may see Jones in the hospital. Oh God, that that bad? <laughs> no, I'm, uh, as old as Tyson is, you you try to take a punch from Tyson, see what happens. I, I think, <laughs> Jones will walk. Jones like it. It will be a left hand that does it. It will be like some like think, left hook uppercut combo 
that Tyson will just pull off out of the blue and Jones will be just out cold. Jones may get knocked out, but it's not going to mean anything to the Bills anymore. Like I said, hospital stay one night. <laughs> he wake up like, uh, sir, you've been diagnosed with COVID-19. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Um, let's see. Boo, That's a, wait, about... Hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. Go That's ahead. another thing. Why are these two fighting in this pandemic right now? <laughs> That's another thing. Oh, I'm telling you, man, these people, I'm telling you, man, all these sports going on with COVID, man. Like, yeah, but they're over, the, they're at risk. Both yeah, of that them. is true. They are. You're That's right what about I'm that. <laughs> yeah, it makes you think, man. Like, they must need the money bad, man. Times yeah, are hard, bro. Right. I don't think Tyson needs the money. He's in Neither everything. One of them need the money. Doesn't Jones run his own promotion? Like, yeah, yeah, he, he got his own promotion record label, like all kind of stuff. Roy Jones got somebody gonna get knocked out, left in the hospital with COVID nineteen for free, or for like, fun. <laughs> not for free, but for fun. <laughs> damn shame they day like you got hit so hard, you got diagnosed with COVID. That is <laughs> that's crazy. Damn, that's not even knocked, funny, man. That's a... <laughs> he knocked the COVID into them. You don't know, right? It's crazy. Hey, with the COVID combo. <laughs> So, so I got a question. Like, since we, we before we get into the NHL team in Seattle, uh, what do y'all think about the the sports that have started off this the past few days? You like what you're seeing? Uh, are you happy that sports are back, or do you just you know think it's a little rust out there, look kind of slow and sluggish? I think it looks good so far. I, I'm actually impressed with some of the players who actually still can play. It looks like it's going good so far. What you guys think? I think the NBA has the best setup. I know MLB by default, um, players are distance apart anyway. But the NBA, that's a that I did I wasn't expecting how that would look, as far as how they have the players. They have their own seat off to the side. They're all distance on the on the bench area. Right, and it's that's that's clutch. That yeah, is a pretty good setup. I agree. And wait a minute, and are the coaches wearing like a, a uniform type as far as like uh like dress like you know how like coaches would coach in the summer league? Uh-huh. They dress down a little bit. Yeah, they're, they're 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 not all uh, suit and tie like they normally do. Yeah, because I noticed that when the Wizards were playing the Nuggets, um that the whole coaching staff was wearing the same thing. I was like, what so I don't know if that's like a cause you know you would see that kind of in a hospital setting. Everybody's in their blue garb and blah, 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 blah. So. Right. Bills, what you think so far? I'm enjoying it. I mean, anything basketball, I'm eating it up anyway. So uh, there's been a lot of good basketball. I, I can't really, I mean. Yeah, that's what I'm surprised about. It. Basketball has actually been pretty good quality. Well, I'm not really shocked. I mean. They're NBA players. Well, except uh, Giannis' little brother getting a concussion after being dumped on. Oh, that's God. Why that, that's yeah. why he's his little brother. That's why he's his little brother. <laughs> he, that, that, it just looked bad. I was like, yeah, you get dunked on, but then he, his head slammed to the ground. I was like, geez, my worst than what it actually was. Jeez. Under the basket ain't for the faint of heart, man. Yeah, that's crazy. No, I, I, like I said, I was I was low key surprised. Like, I mean, yeah, they're professionals, but you know, like even with you know, I guess it's different from football because when when football takes time off, which I I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal because you know their season kind of lined up with how everything ended up going. 
when 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 guys are rusty in football is 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 noticeably seen. You see it immediately. I guess basketball is a little bit different because it's more of an individual skill instead mm-hmm. of being more coordinated in football. So um, I guess, the, you know, I turned out and I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. I'm glad that it turned out to be pretty quality because I was kind of worried about that at first. Oh, boy. I'm I'm looking in here. They got Rob Manfred. He's at the he's at the uh, Nationals Park. I, I think they're in a rain delay. Cause I seen lightning and no, they're not. They're playing. It's like downpouring rain. They need to uh, delay this game. I seen lightning in the background. And they not. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Thank you. The ump just uh, told them to get off the field. Get okay, off the field. Yeah, but they, but that it was it was just funny because they were interviewing Manfred, you know, the the bitch commissioner, and um, lightning struck in the right right behind them. Like right. not right behind him, but in the background, you can see lightning strike. God was not happy with that man. <laughs> so, so is anybody else? Uh, let's see. Noble always, you know, he got his take on things. He thinks shit is whack, so he doesn't like the sports. What's going on now? Well, shoot, they're gonna call this <laughs> well, what, game because what, what, what did he say that about though? Because that might have been about um. I'm guessing he said it about the sports. How they came back, but I, I could be wrong. Oh well, well, well. He's he's a Chicago Bears fan, so nobody cares. What well, that that and the fact that he's named after a team that was wiped out in Halo Reach. So, <laughs> no, but I think I mean I think it's a good start. You know, hopefully they get back to normal, and everything could be good. Because I mean, you could have asked for. I mean, you it could have possibly went worse, and it turned out to be okay. And the way it started out, it. it you could you couldn't ask for a better beginning to all the sports, the major sports anyway. Except for the fact I forgot this little notion about tonight's game. Juan Soto tested positive for COVID nineteen and it was ruled out of this game. So Oh wow. And I don't know they don't know how long he'll be out for. See, that's gonna be interesting too, because now you're talking about a situation where okay, guys are being found positive during the season or during the games being played. Now you're going to find out how this is going to play out. Is it going to be where, you know, is it possible they're going to have to shut down everything or shut down the team or whatever, or is the show going to go on with limited players? It's going to be real interesting to see how they played it out because it's something that people thought could have happened. Now mm-hmm. you're going to be able to see it in play. Yeah, because let's see how hockey does theirs. I wonder how they're going to have their bench set up because, remember, that's the most crowded. I'm like, you thought basketball had a crowded bench. In NHL, they have more players on the bench. Right. At least they already got a glass between them and the fans. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There ain't gonna be no fans there anyway. So. Mm. And they do line changes too. Hmm. All right. Uh, speaking of hockey. Yeah, 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 yeah. You go. Yeah, because I, yeah. I thought Bill was gonna say something else. My bad. No, but, I but yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of hockey, yeah, hockey has a new team. DJ, you can you can start off with that. Yeah. So. Uh, they basically stole the character from Sea of Thieves. They are now called the Kraken. Seattle, so Seattle will be the 32nd NHL team, uh, newly expansion team. I don't know when they're doing the expansion draft. You know, teams have to make their list of protected players and stuff like that. So the draft pool can be set up for this team. To, I don't, and the funny thing is, um, and it's good for Seattle to get more sports back up there. Yeah, hopefully that's, that's why I a, wanted to talk about this. Yeah, uh, totally hopefully agree. they get a basketball team back there. I would love to see the Sonics again. And um, I don't know if the NH, 
NHL is going to kind of handpick how, to, like they did the uh, Golden Knights, because that was kind of odd that you know they the the draft went the way it did with the Golden Knights and they wound up in the Stanley Cup Finals, but they got beat in five games, so that ended that. So, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm happy for people out there in the state of Washington. They get a team out there in Seattle. They get the Hopefully, in their logo, there'll be a Kraken wrapped around the, the needle. Uh, that would <laughs> no, be a cool that, logo, that, that, by the way. The logo, the logo is already out. You haven't seen it yet? Isn't it just the Kraken by itself? It's like an S, like in the shape of a, a oh, Kraken or whatever. Oh, so it started with it. Uh, ew. Yeah, I'm going to put in the DM just in case. But, I mean, me personally, I think it's a good idea, you know, to have a 30-second. Because you always want your, your leagues to have even amount of teams. So, that, you know, you don't want nothing off. That's for yeah, one. Yeah, that logo. I, yeah. Let, let, yeah. Me look at, let me actually look at their jerseys because they actually put their jerseys out. Okay, that's pretty cool. They look like the – okay, their jerseys, the color of their jerseys kind of remind me of the San Jose Sharks when they first started. And somebody just sat there and tweeted, Seattle Sharks copiers. <laughs> wow, but I'm like, it looks okay for the first year, but they're going to quickly go away from that. I, what I see as far as a possible logo, just have the creature wrapped around the Seattle needle, the, the little tower, the tower that they have. Yeah, yeah, that's that's all you yeah. got to do. I agree. I, I, I think it's okay. I, I don't have a problem with the logo itself. I, I just think that, you know, you know, a team in Seattle is a good thing because you know they still they're still you know lacking the basketball game. So well, they have the women's team. So. Let's not forget they do have the 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 women's team. Yeah, and, they do. and they did win the championship two seasons ago. So right, yeah. I, I forgot they won the championship. You're right. Gotta give them respect. Yeah. So, Bills, what are your thoughts about this team? I mean, it's cool, I guess. It rains in Seattle every day, so who really cares? Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I don't, I don't. I mean, I guess it's nice. The divisions are equal now, but other than that, I'm not really moved by it. it doesn't really. I, I don't. I don't know how to feel. I mean. No, yeah, I think I think it's a good thing. They don't play until the year 2021. So um, they got a whole year. So they may. You think they'll be in NHL 20 just as an expansion team and you have to wait next year? Uh, I think they they already teased that as okay. far as uh, NHL. Let's see. NHL 20, they was like take over 30 seconds. You can move, put put a team in Seattle They because they already uh, set up the franchise mode to where you could ha- op- operate as the 30-second team. So oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, already yeah, yeah, in place. Okay. Okay, that's pretty cool. I, I don't see why why they wouldn't like kind of like how they did with Madden 2002. Remember mm-hmm. when Madden 2002, 2002 came out and they put the Houston Texans in the game? I mean, like, I don't think there was the official was the official team, but the rosters wasn't right. They just put the expansion team there. Well, and I think the only person that was on that team was uh, I think David Carr was the only person that was on that team of Madden 02. I could be wrong, but I remember when they put him down as an expansion team. Um, I think they're going to be there, and I think that would be pretty cool for them to have them. Uh, Other thing that would be – oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, you're good. No, I was saying, you know, interesting thing, just to move it to, to football because we're talking about team names and stuff like that. Um, it's going to be interesting. Well, for those that don't know, the Washington 
football team is the that's their, name now. that's their placeholder name right now. Right. Keyword placeholder. See, a lot of people don't understand. And Bill saw this online. This it's the shenanigans. You want to talk about shenanigans over Xbox and PS5? Shenanigans over even crucifying any anybody in the organization. I'm gonna have to educate some people about the whole as far thing. as them. As far as them. Just saying, we're the Washington football club or team. I was about to say club. It would have been sounded better of a club, but anyway, regardless, um, I'm fine with that because it is a placeholder. They got they let the process of getting, and Bills will explain this one, so I'm not going to undercut you too much. But it no, I'm not going because you got the fine details as far as the everything that goes into it. You have been schooled on this like well i have I have, the, I have my own experience that's what i'm saying <laughs> like that you're yeah. schooled because it's it's right in your face yeah. but it's just like also look at i look at a precedent being in the cfl with the baltimore stallions baltimore once had a cfl team a very successful cfl team for the two years they existed and um they were called the colts well, the Indianapolis Colts and the NFL took exception to it and sent cease and desist. They got an injunction on the Colts' name. So Baltimore's uh, CFL team was called Baltimore Football Club for the first year, 1994. They went to the Grey Cup that year. They lost to Doug Flutie on a, on a last-second field goal. Um, but that by after the first game... And after they went through their whole campaign of get the fans involved, the contest was there. They were named the Stallions. So, Bills, take it away. I mean, so I don't want to bore people, but really, trademarking, copywriting, and notarizing, all those things are very delicate situations because, especially for a football team, when you're rebranding, you have to make sure that there's no way for anybody to mistake your team for something else if they're typing it into Google or, you know, there's a lot of money on the line because you have to get your team website domain name, which is a huge issue. And you have to have all of those match up somehow with all your social media sites and your team name in general because that's that's called branding like branding is you know there's no debate about what drake's name is right it's drake mm-hmm. and whenever somebody thinks drake that's who they think they think aubrey graham they don't think some other drake so when you're trademarking things it, it takes time you have to do a lot of research to see what names are available then you have to pick out of those pool that pool of names then you have to make sure that even though that name is available, is it really connected to any other realm, whether it's basketball or soccer or it could be fashion, anything. Um, after you do that, then you have to get it trademarked. Um, from there, like I said, you have to have all these domain names that are connected, or I should say a donate a domain name that is pretty close to the name that you pick for your team. You have to have your IG, Twitter, Facebook, any social media pages have to pretty much be exactly the same because you don't want people getting confused. 
if you type in WashingtonRedskins.com and then you go to Twitter, it should say something that says Washington Redskins. It shouldn't be something confusing. Mm-hmm. And you have to pick a name that's that's you know that has some sort of I don't say prestige, but something that sticks out. All that stuff is very important. So when people say, "Oh, I can't believe that they came out and just said Washington football team," it takes a lot of time. I mean, hell, I was lucky. Me and my manager sat there basically one night coming up with names because Joseph Royal was taken up. Somebody, several people use Joseph Royal. So that means I can't have things like josephroyal.com. Right. I can't have things like. Uh, and that's another thing. That's like you you don't realize like me and DJ are big on the Red Wolves. Yeah. But you have no idea like what other teams may come out of the woodwork and say, hey, why are you using that? Of course. It could mm-hmm. be a team. It could be some random soccer team in England. Because, I mean, I think, what is it, Um, Arizona State? Not Arizona State, but Arkansas State? They're the Red, they're the red Wolves. Trademarks. Yeah. Trademarks are trademarks. You have to dig. You have to dig really, really, really deep to find. And you, and you know what's funny about that? Mm-hmm. The Arkansas State Red Wolves, their name used to be the Indians. And they had mm-hmm. to change their name. So it was like, Funny. Yeah, it's kind of ironic. You know what I'm saying? Like now the, another Indian team has to change the name to possible Red Wolves. And like, hey, the Arkansas State, you know, alumni or the, the school itself could come after them. It's like, yeah, yeah you got to be careful with that. So when you trademark something, you're an NFL team. That's branding. That's merchandise. That's everything going into it. There's no turning back. There's no we're going to rebrand again because then you start the process over all over again, but you and you have no much. You you have no idea how much money can be lost by continuously rebranding because people have to invest in your product. Of course, it's like Prince changing his name to his real name. And, um, and people and a lot of people got to realize that that's the reason why he changed his name to a symbol because he couldn't come up with a name. Mm-hmm. So so that's what I'm saying. Trademark trademarking and copyright is very very important. There are a lot of loopholes that any little ragtag-ass team can take you to court because they know you're an NFL team and you're fucked. And you got to choose a new name. So you're losing money and you got to start over. And you better believe them people are going to sue out the yin because you're an NFL team. You got the money. Of course. They're going <laughs> to sue for a percentage. They'll say they'll, there's either one or two things they'll do. They'll say you can keep the name, but we're taking a huge percentage. Or, mm-hmm. no, you got to get rid of the name, and we're suing you because you took the name. So there's right. two ways they can do it. And probably, and nobody and no, and no nobody's trying to pay somebody for a lifetime over yeah. a name. It's like, it's like me. I can't go and sample somebody's music without crediting them. Or, or you know, even if it's fucking five seconds. If I and even, and, 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 even then, and even then, you have to pay them just to use it. You don't want to use it and then have to get sued over it. And then you have to pay them out the yinging, possibly for a lifetime. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I have a, a decent amount of knowledge about, you know, copyright and trademarking. I mean, it's very important. There are a lot of loopholes that can catch you, and they're just trying to do the best that they can um, to, you know, do their due diligence and make sure they have a name that is only identifiable with them and that, you know, the, the branding is going to be great and the, the name identity is going to be great and that they don't have any type of legal situations i mean look there's going to be some people i mean there's going to be a team or you know an organization regardless is going to sue them sometime down the road but you want it to be something where you know they they have no precedent they have no right to they can try but they're not going to get anything that's where you right. that's where you want to be because you're not going to get it 100 percent of the time like oh we're going to name 
ourselves the Washington Red Wolves, and for the rest of the time, nobody's going to try to sue us. No, they're going to sue you, but it's mm-hmm. a matter of you having enough evidence of, you know, your team takes president over their organization. That's a big one. And, and or that, or you just using the name in a different identity or a yeah. different unique way where they can't sue. Right. I mean, you know, you saw the you saw the World Wrestling Federation get into that situation where they said, "Look, it, it's too expensive. It's not worth it for us to go through all this litigation." Yeah, because the wild because it was it was the World Wildlife, Wildlife Federation. Foundation. Yeah, yeah, yeah they the ones that came after them about, it. And, and it's funny because it's like the WWF been around for so long, and these exactly. people just and they just decided to come after them, yeah. and it got to the point where. Maybe we've been around longer than them, but we're going to save money by just changing the name. Yeah. Mm. You and know, then, so and then with that came a lot of things. They had to change their business because then, because they, they were calling themselves World Wrestling Entertainment, you know, that's different branding. Now you're actually going after a completely different uh, demographic. So that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of stuff in it. I don't think people realize that, but that's just a small uh, explanation of it. There's a lot that goes into it. So, yeah. Yeah, take your time with those. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it, like I said, a lot goes into it. Pete Frenner, I know he um he said two things. He said the Seattle crackhead. Well, that's <laughs> funny. <laughs> um, Pete Frenner also says can't pull a Tom Ton a test rename like eight <laughs> times. But he meant to say Ron Artest. I just spelled both of his <laughs> names wrong. Not just one. Oh, <laughs> I can't pull a ton of test. Come on, you got to get one name right. You had to correct. Oh, wow. He said ton of test. Ton of test. <laughs> ton of test sounds like a game show host. Oh, <laughs> that my God. Watches it. Or, or alternate NBA game. Oh, oh. alternate to an NBA game was put out. <laughs> know, right. They could have used Ron Artest and Tom Artest or Tom oh, Artest or some shit like that. That's terrible. Get your weight up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> damn. I'm on my phone. That's even worse. We're they, didn't, you- they didn't auto-correct that to Tom Artest. We'll, wow. we'll give you the benefit of the doubt in some cases, but yeah, just don't press send, bro. Like, yo, <laughs> really? Right. You know, that's, that's kind of crazy. Um, outside of that, so when we're when we're talking about um, like names in general, or well, like you said, just a second. oh, go ahead, you good? So, what about the logos, DJ? Are they changing the logo of the white? Are they just gonna have a W on the side of their helmet? I, I, no, what, what they're going Alabama Crimson Tide with this. They're okay. going with a bare burgundy helmet with the number in gold on the side. Okay, so that's interesting. They're, they're keeping our overall team color burgundy and gold, which everyone figured was going to happen. They're not going to change the team color. They're not all of a sudden going to be like red, white, and blue, and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think they, I think should, they should at least keep the team colors. You know, right. I'm with you on that. But I, for some reason, I do like that they actually posted a picture of their end zones, the way, way they're going to be painted. That's I I say keep it. I, even if we get the we get our name, I say keep it the way that the the the, the, the way they're painted because the the way they're going to be painted, each uh, end zone we paint it in a, a gold color or yellow, gold, and um, it'll say Washington, but I think it will also say established in 1932, in the, underneath the main font. So. To have that on both sides, I think is pretty cool. It'll just say Washington 
on right. that. Uh, okay. I was like, yeah, that our end zone needed a change for quite some time. We we could have had Washington just posted in there a long time ago. Not really because of the we just need like the team really just needed if the, there was any excuse to get new uniforms and design and stuff like that, now's the time. It it was I'm like for some reason our team was like it has been dragging as far as our design choices, you know, just getting a fresh look. And this will give us an opportunity to have a fresh look. Right. I wonder how quickly Madden's going to get that patched in, though. Yeah. And good luck with that. <laughs> uh, they'll, they'll patch that in quick because that's like a, an aesthetic thing, you know. Yeah, that's, that's, no, like, a crea- that's like a creative team option. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised it'd be already in by Madden 21. It, it probably won't it even be patched be. in. You know, Clint, it should be. I don't, yeah, I don't think it'll be patched in. I think they'll just they'll already have it in. Yeah. Mm, they'll find some way to fuck it up, though. Watch. <laughs> Why you say that? I have a feeling. Exactly. I, I just feel like that something is so simple where they'll just like get something wrong. No, nah, my thing is like I, I don't even know if Madden still does this, but what about like historic teams or whatever? Like, what Ooh, would they, they do with uh, Redskins see, historic teams? Uh, that's gonna be interesting to see. see. The thing is, it's not the logo that was offensive, even though some people like to go after the logo because the logo was actually made after Native American. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, Native, well, Amer- actually, Native Native American, and he actually drew it. Yeah, it's a Native American that drew it up. So. The logo wasn't offensive. It was just the name. So it'll probably take the Redskins part out from the. It'll just be like it'll just be the NFL logo on some of the older jerseys. Um, they'll probably keep the R in a lot of it. I'm like, it, it was just the name. It was, anything that said Redskins on it, they'll probably just take out. That that okay. should be an easy like delete. Yeah, but, are, you uh, playing, are you playing NBA Jam? <laughs> Yeah, I'm playing me a jam. I heard the background. I'm like, that buzzer sound. It's funny weird. because it's funny because it started off saying EA Sports. I was like, what? Yeah, I'm playing EA Sports version. I just heard the buzzer. I was like, mm-hmm. gotta be a me a jam. Yeah, uh-huh. but oh, good. I would say um, one more thing about it uh, is that they're for the next 50 days, they're gonna take the time to cleanse. Any digital, any physical items of the of the team name and and logo. So okay. So look for about. I'm like we're gonna see still lingering red like the Redskins.com still says Redskins.com. You're gonna see lingering and people who ordered jerseys are getting jerseys that still say that you know Redskins. I don't know about the ones that are in process. Mm-hmm. All that, so. Oh, I was just curious because I like you know like the or old Maddens. I mean, I don't even think they do this in the current Maddens. Like they have like older teams, so I just wonder how they were gonna do that. Like, well, they had the older jerseys, the classic jerseys. Right. No, the jersey. I can see them changing that either. I'm just talking about like the teams in general. Like, how would you do like the ninety, the ninety one Redskins with like without their identity? It'd be kind of weird. You do the ninety one Washington Football Team. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That'd be like super weird if they do that. Yeah, it just by name, like the audio and stuff like that. But you keep the jersey exactly the same. Well, minus the the name. Matter of fact, back then they didn't have the name on the. They didn't have Redskins on it. It was actually a clean jersey. Mm-hmm. So they they wouldn't have to do anything. 
Okay, I was just curious. I, I got a topic here that's going to be real quick, but I just got to roast somebody. Oh, boy. <sighs> Colin Cowherd. Mm. What did he do now? What didn't he do? On his show today, maybe it was yesterday. I think it was today. He said Kawhi Leonard would be in his top five players of all time if he wins the title this year. Kawhi Leonard be in top Leonard. five of all time? Yes. He's on crack. Let me, so, so, okay, he has MJ, LeBron, Kareem, Magic, and Kawhi's fifth. If you don't get the fuck out of here. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Let, 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 let me break down how fucking stupid this is. First things first, can you name anybody in your top 10 that does not have a MVP? At least one. Anybody. I mean, it, to me, it, it's Colin Cowherd. I'm not even surprised. No, I was but, just... no, but see, the thing is, he's doing this shit that we talked about on the show that is ridiculous. The grandstanding and the fake controversial points. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I can I, I can understand somebody saying that the things that he's done up until now is amazing. Like taking that you know that Toronto team to a title and but you know what really? he's done. Prior. I mean, to me, it is. I mean, I don't have a problem. I, I, I like. I mean, I I thought it was amazing what he did. But I'm as far as him putting him up Leonard. there, the, the, for him to put him up there at that high level of greats, I'm like, all right. Uh, I think he's wrong, but then again, it's Colin Cowherd. What else? Is, he said everything. Damn near all the things he said was like stupid. So I'm mm-hmm. a fan of Kawhi Leonard, but his career averages 18 points per game, 2.7 assists, and six rebounds. Yeah, so, I was like, I mean, it, 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 it's Colin Cowherd. He, he's a dummy anyway. So yeah, to me, it, 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 it's almost like you know, you realize that the dumb, the dumbass person in the class say something dumb again. It's like, all right, here he goes again. Yeah, but he's a dude, but what bothers me, he's a dude with a major, major, major platform saying this shit. I mean, he's on, he's on, he has basically the second most popular show on that channel besides Undisputed, where they also do the same shit. Right. And you know how I feel about that. That's what I was like. That's what I'm saying. It's just like, like people keep doing this dumb shit. They come on their show and they say some, Overly, this is one of the worst takes about anything I've ever heard. Yeah, I mean, he says stupid shit every week, but this is like astoundingly stupid. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Like, all right, you know, it's like he always. What's next? Uh, what's next? Um, uh, if Ezekiel Elliott wins another Russian title, he'll be the greatest running back of all time. I would not be surprised. He says that within two years, Hmm. and and I'm not joking. That's just how he is. I'm like. All right, this, this guy's an idiot. You know, it's like, uh, I mean, I get what you're saying. I mean, I, I I feel you, but it's like it's not the first time he's done dumb shit like this. So, but these are I'm the like, people who vote on MVP, right? And he shouldn't. <laughs> he these shouldn't. Are people, these are the people who say no, Barry Bonds shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, or 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 no, uh, I don't think that, you know. Kevin Durant's a Hall of Famer because he went to Golden State or some stupid shit like that. Like these are the people, right? 
Um, hold on one second. Do you think Battlefield will be great again? Yeah, I was about to say, do you think Battlefield will be great again? Um, I don't think so. Uh, person, I don't think that I, I think Battlefield 4 is as good as we got it. And so they go and, back to current times with their games and they no. and they and they stop pushing the SJW agenda in the in, in the game. Yeah, they. Yeah, say, a lot of people don't realize that would kind of kill Battlefield Five. I mean, yeah, the, gun, the gunplay in the game was actually pretty decent. Yeah, it's you know, just, just the the storyline and what they tried to push on people kind of had people like, "Nah, I'm I'm good on this." And then the servers fell out the bottom, and that made it worse. Not even yeah. Vietnam. No, I'm tired of this old shit. <laughs> Come back to current times, bro. Like, actually, oh. Vietnam would be kind of cool. But they already did it with, did Battle it with Battlefield Jack too. Company too. Yeah, they Battlefield did Vietnam, too. so yeah. In Vietnam after after current times, one of you got me because then I, you know, it, until then, shoot. Nah, no one asked you. <laughs> what would kill you is if they did the Civil War. <laughs> Imagine there are people trying to reload. <laughs> well, look, <laughs> I, I see Call of Duty doing something like that. I see Call of Duty do some with that. Shoot, the way Civil War ran, it was real time strategy. <laughs> First person shooter. I can see I, I can see him though. I can see him like marketing, like change the outcome of the Civil War. And you're gonna have a bunch of these fucking Shoot. southern hits. Change the, oh! <laughs> change the outcome. Some people for some reason they think the, South the outcome won. was down to the same, but the outcome was different anyway. <laughs> no, like, I, I I I think I think they'll be all right. You know, but I don't think it's gonna be as good or like you said, great as Battlefield Four was. I think I think they learned a lesson with five. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're gonna try that again, but I don't think it's I think four is, is gonna be the best that we got it. That's my opinion. Yeah, because if you're gonna do a shooter and you're gonna base it on a major world war or conflict, keep it to the conflict, keep everything source wise to the conflict. Don't try to deviate. And and deviate with SJW principles. No, that's not gonna work. Right. Ever. And then and then tell people if you don't like it, don't buy the game. That's why. Yeah, I, that, I, and I that, that didn't help. Yeah, that didn't help. That didn't help at all. That's you what I'm saying. They they don't have they don't have the go, like Call of Duty can do that. They they can't do that. They, they can't do that. Right. And, and, and you know, and, and you got to think about it. It took a while for Call of Duty to get to the point where they can say stuff like that oh, again. Because yeah. at one point, Call of Duty was in the dumps. Yeah, you know. But yeah, they um. No, nah, I, I just think that Battlefield. We'll see because the games come out in 2022, and you know that's actually a really long time for that game. You got to think about it. People got to suffer with Battlefield Five for the next two years. They don't have to. I mean, they don't have to, but you know what I mean. It's like people gotta. That's the only current game they got until then. So they better come out with something serious with twenty with twenty twenty two come out. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But I, I still don't think it's gonna be as good as Battlefield Four was. Battlefield Four is a masterpiece. Yes, um, Ravens Nation, I said it. You got some problem with it? We're gonna mute you. So uh, <laughs> wow. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem it's, with it. At all. It's a dictatorship on this podcast. It's not a democracy. Right, exactly. It's not even it's not even a pretend democracy like America. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's it's literally we're coming out to tell you it's a dictatorship. Yeah, well, so, um, watch out the uh, the police would be in your city and not the regular police. Yeah, they coming out here trying to take thing everything out. The SS is out. 
<laughs> well, well, hey, if you well, if you ask these people, it's not quote unquote secret because we know about them, which is the dumbest. Man, thing. Ain't no telling. They, 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 they knew about the SS. They knew about the SS, and I think that yes. I forgot what the other branch was in, in Nazi Germany. But yeah, they were doing the same exact thing. Right. No, I say, man, you gotta be, you gotta be careful, man. It, it, it's just all kind of foolishness going on now. Yeah, he, before he, you know, you keep this shit up. We're gonna be like Venezuela or something, man. Like I said, he practicing with the white people in Portland. Now he's going after black folks. Right. What we got next? Um, y'all got anything else y'all want to uh, add, Lib? Before we uh, questions, people. Yeah, like questions or whatever. That's what I meant. That's because because we. I mean, like I said, the last couple of days have been pretty dry, so we didn't we didn't have too much of nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't officially start until a week from tonight. So, hold on a second. Yeah, let me. Actually, let me bring up that suspension system that I was gonna try out. That that I was gonna do for my two K uh, my league. It's pretty. It's pretty. I think it's pretty interesting. Um, the way. I would do it. I have an app that does like a random number generator. Uh-huh. And I'll use that to to go through the process. Like step one of the whole process is okay, there are 30 teams in the NBA. So the first set of numbers is anything between one and thirty. So whatever team I guess I'll assign it. I, I'm actually doing the teams listed by like how they're selected. I think it's the nickname by alphabetical order is listed in the game. So that's how I'll do it from like left to right. And then there's 15 players per squad. And well, technically it's 15. There's up to, what is it? Up to four players on reserve that you can have. Hmm. So I have players one through 15. I think it may be more roster slots. I, I had to go back and look. So the, I'll have the generator pick one through 15 to pick which player on that roster is going to have either status number one, which is personal reasons, which is a injury status in NBA 2K. It's been there for quite some time. It just never pops up because how's somebody getting hurt on the court and it'd be personal reasons. But, um, and then status number two is suspension, which is also in the game that, doesn't get seen unless it's a real life roster update. Um, well, same with personal reasons too. So, but here's where I break it down as far as the length of the suspension. So, <laughs> if it's personal reasons, which is number one after the status, then I would say the max time that person can be out for maximum for personal reasons, I would select randomly between one and 30. Like I wouldn't select it, but the random generate, this is all random generator stuff. So, so what, what are we, what are we getting at here as far as, Oh, I'm just explaining it. I'm not, I'm not making I'm not making like an overall point to it. I was just telling people about it. And, um, and then if number two, if the status was number two, then, uh, depending upon who gets suspended or whatever, if let's say they get repeatedly suspended, I have an escalation uh, chart that goes um, if they happen to them once, it's one to seven days because they do the statuses by days. They get suspended again, eight to 14, I think all the way up until the season, which is 180 days. 
Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like the system that I have that I'm on my own putting together. So it adds a little bit more immersion into into my league. And I don't know if uh, Scott OG is watching, but if you have those statuses, uh, so AdLib just brought up an overall point. If you have those statuses in the game, I would like to see them incorporated into my league somehow. Like have it pop up, whether it be random in the game, like I'm doing with the random generator or or whatever. So well, okay, okay. I see how you're doing that. Kind of like doing like your own thing. Yeah, yeah, like doing your own thing with your teams or whatever. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Spectacular Pooh said, um, NFL expectations. I don't have any. Um, I think everything's gonna go as normal as possible. I have because no they, expectations. They yeah, because I mean they they this is the only sport that I know that didn't have any fall off from one season to the next. And they're not gonna so, have a preseason, so it's just like yeah. yeah. I, I I think I think everything is gonna go as smooth as it can as far as um performance. Uh I don't oh, think I don't know about all that. Yeah, I, I think I think most of the players that I think they're gonna be all right. I don't think it's gonna be like AAF or XFL first two weeks type deal. I think they're gonna be okay. Yeah, um, I'm like they're gonna be okay eventually, but it's gonna be rough the first five weeks of the season. Oh no. If anything, maybe no, first you, game. No, you said five first, weeks. I said first five weeks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You talking about a, you talking they about like a fourth, look, more they, than the fourth of the season. Usually, already put in. But here's the thing: they've already put in three or four, in some cases, five preseason games um, before they even get to the first game. So they'll be. But you gotta right understand that game. most of the starters don't even play a full preseason game. They it play like does it matter? They. You what talk, you, it does hold matter hold on, if they're on, not playing. Yeah, you can't have it both ways. You can't say Where's that they don't play. Ball? Yeah, you, know you can't say they don't play in preseason, but they're gonna fall off because they no, play preseason. They, no, 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 no. Like, like, but what I'm saying the, is, you're going from a training camp situation where you you're not really. I'm like with the rules in place, they're not really going hard at all, and they don't have a mode to go against anybody else until the regular season. Yeah, I mean, most, I of, yeah most of the most of the starters don't go hard they, even in preseason. They play like they play like a series at a time overall i'm not talking about just individuals here overall you're talking about the you're you're talking about the starting you're talking about the starting guys you're talking about the starting guys on all 32 teams i mean maybe the third string might have a little rusty time because he don't play Uh, but most of the the starters don't even play at all i mean mean, here's my my question mm -hmm. what is one dress rehearsal game gonna do for starters <clears throat> um when every other preseason game they either don't play or oh no i'm not here to argue whether they are should or should not play or what's that no, gonna no, no. do i'm just saying I'm that, that going into it i feel like it's gonna be rough for the no, first but, five games but why is my because question. everybody has to get into some type of playing shape even I would say even the starters that don't play most of the preseason, they, I'm like they may seem like they, but you know that once they get into like the middle portion of the season, that's when they really catch on anyway. Yeah, but they're gonna have intra squad scrimmages like they always do. That not it's not the same you scrimmages, scrim- scrimmages but scrimmages are not the same. It never I, I, has been the same. You well, know this. Yeah, but how much different could it be? I mean, we're, we're talking about not even different. being. 
Yeah, but it's, what I'm saying is mentality wise, you have to add that in too. Yeah, but then think about this. They're not gonna go as hard in the scrimmage as they are in the games. And that, they, never, they don't do that, they don't do that in a regular situation. Well, no, but think about this though. Think about the fact that it's not like they're like the fans are another thing you're taking out, so it'll be even easier for them to assimilate because they're not going to a stadium full of fans. They're literally going to pretty much the same situation they've been playing in for those four or five weeks or however long. No, I'm talking about situation-wise. I feel like they're not going to catch up to it until at least five years. Yeah, Yeah, that's a long time. All right, five weeks. I mean, I, mean, I, hear even, you, I mean, you got to think about it. Even the XFL and the AAF didn't take five weeks to get. I'm just that. saying, you're putting you know, too much, too much. I like to me, it just for me, it gives them room to get into the groove of things by at least week five. I, I think, I think, I think they the, don't have a preseason. I think the superstars are going to be superstars. I think the regular starters are going to be okay. You may see a drop off from people who don't play as much, but like I said, when they have a regular season or a regular, you know, format and they have preseason games, half of these guys who are like, I can say have maybe 75% of starters don't even play no more than maybe a, two series in a preseason. Like I think the third preseason game is the only preseason game that they play up to halftime. So I don't think it's going to be that big of a drop off. I mean, most of these guys out here are probably been ready to go. They just oh. haven't, you know. I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I'm not looking at how much of a drop off it is. I'm saying there will be. It'll just be longer than than normally. I'm like, when you do have the preseason, it takes a couple of weeks for them to really get into it. Like once the regular season starts. So that's what I'm saying. Without a preseason. It's gonna give. It's gonna take a, at least a few. Maybe I would say, okay, I'll do it like this: a range of three to five games. I, I, I think the first, the first few games may be. I ain't gonna say sloppy, but you can tell they're gonna have some rust in the first game. But I think after week two, they'll be fine. Pooh, we're, Pooh, we can't see. He's saying. He said, "How about the teams? Who even who will be good? good who, who will be? be I mean, man, man, that's way too. much. We don't know. <laughs> okay, Pooh." That's it. That's that's a convoluted question. That's a convoluted question. Especially you're not going to have anything but speculation as far as or 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 play based on last year minus the rookies. This no preseason game to judge. You're going to go right into game one smack. Okay, we don't know what's going to happen. The only projection I'll give you, as far as the best rookie season, I'll say that. I think early on, C.D. Lamb would be my choice for who would have the best rookie season, only because of the situation he's going into. C.D. Lamb, very, uh, yeah, it's a very stable situation with uh with, with Dallas. So I can say, I can say maybe him Burrow. I, I can't really say. I I, I don't. Think I got a I got a feeling Burrow is so extreme. Burrow with his talent, it looks like he can have a great season. Or he can just have that curse because he has on a Bengals uniform and just stink it up. You just don't know what yeah, that. Yeah, a wild card. With that one just, I mean, that was highly. That is that's highly radical. You just don't know what you're gonna get with that. I think CD Lamb's a safe pick. Yeah, CD Lamb is safe. Uh, I'm trying to. I think can't really pick anybody. Yeah, it's like I think CD Lamb might be the best one. Um, Jared Judy plays. He said Jared, Jared Judy plays with the Broncos, so that's gonna curtail him. We don't even know how. I mean, Drew Locke has the he has the potential to give him the ball, but we got to see if he can get him the ball. So I mean, Jerry Judy's not going to be. I mean, 
you're talking about Drew Locke, which has the potential compared to Dak Prescott, who had who has already done it, and he has somebody on the other side of him with uh with um oh what's the boy from Alabama? His name Cooper. He has mm-hmm. Cooper on the other side, so C.D. Lamb can easily get the ball compared to Jared Judy. We don't know who's on the other side of the field with Jared Judy. He might be the number one, and you know how that goes. Rookies that are number one don't tend don't do don't they tend don't do too well. I say you know, so. um I say Tua if he starts to have a pretty good year. Yeah, Tua is another one. I think Tua is more safer than Joe Burrow in my opinion. And Isaiah Simmons too. Um, Isaiah Simmons yeah, Isaiah Simmons is another one. Other than that, I think every, everybody else is pretty much up in the air for the most part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, that was so you got Cortland Sutton on the other side of Denver. I mean, come on, Jerry Judy easily could probably be the number one. So, like, as far as rookies, like you said, Bills, a CD Lamb is like almost damn near the shoe in. And I mean, Tua is probably the one right next to him. Sutton, come on now. I, I get what you're saying. Sutton is there, but Sutton is not like that that guy. I mean, we saw what happened in Denver. I mean, we're not gonna we're not gonna Bro, I, do that. Ooh, come on, man. We don't even know if that uh coach still buys into uh Drew Locke. Drew Locke, we're, yeah, exactly. We're gonna say that- Jerry Judy is come on, man. That's a that's a, honestly that's I mean, a halfway co- toxic situation he's going into if you really think about it. Yeah, because I mean the coach damn they tried to sabotage Drew Locke for no reason. And Drew and Drew and Drew Locke wants touches. All right, and then Drew Locke comes in and win a couple of games, and the coach still don't know what to do. It's like, I mean, you don't know what you're getting at. It's not it's not as solid, like you know, compared to another receiver like with C.D. Lamb. You know, yeah, but different. think about another toxic situation. You got Melvin Gordon coming in to basically unseat Philip Lindsay. That's a toxic situation over there. Yeah, so we didn't even, we didn't, I didn't even think about that. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, Jared Judy, he has the potential to have a good rookie season, but not the best. Yeah. I don't think he's going to have you gotta look at You got to look at stable situations where a guy can ease in and not have to be the guy right away. And he can get his offense or or – um, his stats as far as defensively get him in the flow of now. If you want to talk about you know players, you look at a guy like J.K. Dobbins that's going to the Ravens, a running back, or if you want to look at uh Clyde Hilaire that went to the Chiefs, yeah, they can have a pretty good, you know, probably the best rookie season because they don't have to do much. I mean, nine times out of ten, nobody see those two guys coming because all the other weapons on those teams. But that's how it ends up being in the NFL a lot of times. I mean, there are a couple of outliers, but for the most part, the people who have the best seasons are the ones who can ease in to an already good situation nick bosa for example exactly 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 perfect example right there and you know not to take anything away from um my guy in atlanta but julio jones benefited from that because when julio came yeah. yeah he's a freak of nature but roddy white was the guy before he came in yeah you know a lot of people don't realize that julio didn't come in and just started dominating i mean you gotta understand if if Roddy was not there, it's a possibility that Julio's first season might not have been as good as it was. So, I mean, it, it I mean, was. Look, I mean, you had Kyler. Okay, so Kyler, I'm just looking at the offensive rookies of the year in recent history. Kyler was an outlier. Saquon was an outlier. But then you got Alvin Kamara who went into a good situation. Well, 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 well stop, stop, stop right there for a second with Saquon. When Saquon came into the league and he went to the Giants, everybody kind of knew that he was going to get all the touches possible. I mean, look who who you had with the Giants at the time. Yeah, but he was on a bad team, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the reason why I said he was going to get all the touches possible. It's not not to take nothing away from him. It's almost like you put a, a guy at quarterback 
and he's going to get all the, the, the he's going to be able to throw and you got a decent or have decent receivers yeah you're going to have a good season with with Saquon Saquon came in they took what your offensive lineman from the Patriots and brought him over so it, and not to say that he couldn't do it it's like you got the opportunity and he took advantage of it but then you got but, Dak right you got uh Todd Gurley is an outlier um I, I don't know how he even won that that year with that shitty offensive line. Right. Odell went to a pretty good situation, eh, decent situation. Eddie Lacy went to a great situation. RG3 yeah. is an outlier. Cam Newton is a bit of an outlier. Sam yeah, Bradford, his, his rookie season wasn't the best. It was okay, but I, I get it. I Sam get Bradford it. went to a good situation. Percy Harvin went to a good situation. Matt Ryan's an outlier. But as you look at this list, it's, you know, the rookies who can ease in. And they can sort of just fit into the team and get there, and, and they they can produce within the flow of whatever side of the ball they're on. Those are the guys that usually get rookie of the year because they stand out. They're yeah, on winning teams and they're playing well. So. Yeah, you know that's that's why it's just like I was saying about J.K. Dobbins and 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 uh, Clyde Hellaire. Those are two good running backs that did very good at college, and they're going into a perfect situation with the teams they're in. So you just don't know what may happen there. So uh, as far as um, rookies, like you said, like you just don't know. It just depends on the like, – like like Tua is in a situation where um, Saquon Barkley was. Like you, you're putting him in a situation where he's going to be the guy because he's going to have most of the touches and he's going to have a, a, at least a weapon or something to complement him. You know, Saquon had a decent offensive line. Tua got pretty decent receivers. So I would not be surprised if Tua ended up throwing for 4,000 yards his first I mean, his rookie year. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I mean, that's just how it is. You know, Joe Burrow, he got A.J. Green. Who else? Yeah. You know what I mean? Might like, not even have A.J. Green. Yeah, might not even have A.J. Green. Exactly. So it's like, I mean, who who? what are we talking about here as far as rookies? Like, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray came in, and he was able to be successful due to the fact that he had people around him that actually could catch the ball. You know, it, it, it wasn't more just because me and Bills was on record saying, all right, they picked this dude number one overall. He's not going to live up to expectations. Now, for him to live up to expectations, that's still debatable, but he did way better than who he thought he was going to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, did, he did way better. So you just don't know. It's like the situations, you know. I mean, like you said with Matt Ryan, he's an outlier. Look what his situation was. He had Michael Jenkins, Roddy White, and – um. I think Tony Gonzalez came later, or he came the year after, or something like that. But he had he had people to throw the ball to. He had um, uh, what's his name, um, Michael Turner to hand the ball off to. So it's, it, Joe Flacco is another one. I mean, he had a great situation. So it's like, you know, you just don't know. Just most rookies, most rookies in the NFL don't dominate. As soon as they come in, they just don't. They just got to be put in the right situation. I mean, then he's talking about Cortland Sutton. I mean, shit, against the Bills in Week Twelve, he had one catch for twenty-seven yards, and that's the guy that you're pointing to be the compliment to Jerry Judy. Yeah, we're forgetting. I mean, come on, bro. It's not that we're forgetting them. We just know what we got there. You know what I'm saying? We know we know what's going on in Denver. It's like, yo, if the, the coach just say, shut up, we're going to play, Drew Locke has the potential to get him the ball. But, you know, if he you know if he don't give him the opportunity, Jared Judy may just be a fast guy to get a couple of catches. You know? So it's, yeah. You know, you got to look at the whole thing about that. I mean. I do like Gordon going there, though. Yeah, I mean him and him and Lindsey together. That's going to be really good. Um, I don't know what um San Diego was thinking, letting him go to the, another team in the division. But 
Who cares? You know, right? I mean, they got their yeah. own problems. With, they got their own problems with quarterback. And, you well, know, Herbert, so. yeah, Herbert's another one we didn't bring up. I don't know how to, how good of a year he's gonna have, but he's going into the good situation offensively at least. Yeah, and I mean Herbert. Well, shit, I mean, defensively I, too. Now that I think about it, yeah, San Diego's always been a pretty decent team. We know what that Achilles heel was was the quarterback. Well, Philip Rivers, bum ass. All right, so it's like you know I they might they, actually they, like them now. <laughs> so they got they got something. And there is just that okay, what are you gonna do with it? So DJ expectations uh, for Chase Young. Any I'm like I don't have I don't have any expectations for him. I don't have I, there's there's not gonna be much to go on. There's gonna be no preseason. I'm definitely I'm like I feel like he can be he can he has he has potential to be dominant. But we're gonna have to see. He does. Like, have, he, it, it does have a good situation with that with that defensive front. He a does have a good situation. I'll ask is what do you think he can like based on what he did in college? What do you think he can come in and do as far as like what what do you think he can be great at right away? Not great, but really put pressure on a quarterback. That's like the number one thing that we. I'm, 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 I'm giving I'm giving him ten sacks this year, and now, I think I think that's fair. I'm giving him ten. I think the combination of him and um, I wonder how they're gonna have Kerrigan and him. You give because him they're they're Ooh. both gonna be, they're both gonna be just focused on rushing a quarterback. Because if you had the defensive coordinator that we had last year, they'd be out covering <laughs> underneath. They'd be rushing sometimes. It was a confusing situation for a lot of those defenders. So yeah, be sure you go in ten. Bosa had nine last year. Yeah, I'm giving him ten because Max Crosby had ten and he was a fourth round pick. Yeah, but hmm. I'm gonna give Chase ten. I think he can come in right away and be extremely physical. Well, and that's what I'm expecting. I'm kind of I'm like other than anything else, I'm like I just want him to get to get to the quarterback or at least put pressure on a quarterback because that's what we sorely lacked if if it wasn't for i'm like we had the personnel we've had the personnel to do it for the last it's just a play calling you got kerrigan covering underneath on the cover four uh you got <laughs> uh sweat you got him coming in all of a sudden he's covering people I'm like what the hell we these people need to be rushing the quarterback not out in coverage but like, yeah, what think, the hell is wrong with that coordinator skill set wise He's a lot like a Jadavian Clowney where he's going to make that freaking nature play that's going to be like, holy shit. Like, and then that's play. the case. We have two of them. Yeah. Him and Sweat. Um, There was another question that I saw. Um, They asked, out of Rodgers, Breeze, Brady, and, and Roethlisberger, who do you think has the best chance of winning the Super Bowl for the rest of their career? Say their names again. Rodgers, Breeze, Brady, and Roethlisberger. I mean, I'm Brady. Gonna throw Roethlisberger out. No, Brady. Brady has the better chance than out of all out of all of them. Mm. See, I I'm of the mindset, and I put this on Nate IG. This week, that's where I saw it. No, no, Wilson's not on there. It's it's Breeze, oh. Rodgers. Okay, Brady, I was thinking Rodgers. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I was thinking more Rodgers. I was thinking Rodgers because I'm like, look, worst case scenario, he gets tra- he gets traded or he gets released. He's going to go to a contender. So I think he has the best chance. Brady, I would put second 
Roethlisberger, don't even think about it. Well, I mean, you put, I mean, you put another anomaly out there if you're saying that he's going to get traded. I mean, that 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 just added something. I thought you were talking about everybody on well, the same team saying, right now. Well, no, we're just saying in general for the for the. I mean, three of them are right. Three of them going to be in the same team most likely, but I think Rogers is the wild card that ends up going to a contender based on the, this situation. And I think he ends up winning one. You know, I would not. You know, over everybody else. And you know, I would not be surprised if they send Rogers somewhere that he just be in an abyss, and he never gets back to like. Like I, I would not be surprised they send him off like to, um, like to the Jets or something. No, no. I, I'm that's it. I would not be surprised if the Packers do that. They'll send him off to some team and he will never be able to compete again. I don't think because you got you also gotta think you also gotta think about you gotta think about the plight of the of the quarterback and all of these all these teams. Yeah, but I don't most of these most of these teams I would not be surprised. The Packers, I would not be surprised because they they don't take care of their own anyway. I just would not be surprised. My thing about that is my thing about that is also you look at the plight of the quarterback and most of these teams. Most of these most of these teams kind of have the quarterback that they want for the most part. You can't find like one or two teams. You make a find maybe one or two teams that literally has the quarterback that they're like, you know what, we're just gonna go with the motions and find somebody else next year. Like most of these most of these teams have done a pretty good job of finding a quarterback that they like. So I I, I don't know. Like I would not be surprised. Like next year or something, he'll be end up going to some, not going to say next year, but next two years, he'll be going to some team that nobody, you know, really thinks about. And, like, uh, he'll probably... I, I can see him end up, ended up in San Fran sooner than later. He may well. You might be right, but I, I, I would not be surprised if it's otherwise. It's just, it's just the way that I look at it is, like, I don't see anybody trying to get a veteran. Everybody's trying to go young, and, and maybe it'd be a situation where they're, like, one or two teams, one or two games away. And they'll get them on a one-year rental, but yeah, I can see that. But for the most part, I see most teams are continuously trying to go young and don't even think about them. I mean, I don't think any of them are a guarantee, but I think he he'd have the best chance. Brady, I mean, is always going to be there, but I just kind of feel like Rogers will have a better situation. Mm-hmm. Roethlisberger, yeah, forget it. And Breeze is going to get in his own way, so. Breeze can't throw anymore, man. A lot of people don't want to talk about that. Breeze cannot throw the football he can't anymore. Throw and he's a choke artist. You know, it's like, like he's I, the most low key choke artist ever, but he's a choke artist. And one thing I will, one thing I will give, I will give uh, Sean Payton credit that he tries to play to Drew Breeze' strength. But we got to be honest here, Drew Breeze just don't have the ability like he used to. And I know a lot of Saints fans don't want to hear about hear that. But I mean, you just look at what happened in the playoffs. Dude tried to throw thirty yards and got picked off because it was underthrown severely. Hmm. You know, I mean, you just got to you got to be honest with yourselves at some point that these guys in New Orleans going to need a quarterback probably by next year, if not by the middle of next year, middle of this year. You know, I just think you know, Breeze is done. Breeze had an incredible year. He's done everything he was supposed to, but based on what I've seen last year and going into this year, I, I just don't see it. I mean, he's 40 years old. He threw for under 3,000 yards. Yeah, he threw for under 3,000 yards. Look at that. I mean, yeah, people can say, oh, yeah, he, he was hurt. Does that. He said, yeah, he was hurt for four games, but you're talking about a guy who's like consistently threw for up the damn near 5,000 yards. You know, so all of a sudden he's under three thousand. Well, and I mean, we read and we read off his stats for deep completions. I mean, come on, you do do deep like thirteen times or something stupid like that, right? And he and deep is considered what anything past twenty five. Yeah, I think. You know, so I don't, I don't know. He, um, 
No, it's just, I, I just think this is it's a situation where ten for uh, twenty five. Yeah, he threw it. Also, so he threw the ball twenty five, and times. that's on throws of twenty one plus yards. So through sixteen games, I guess, or you could say twelve for him. He threw deep twenty five times and completed ten of them, and that's right. throws of twenty one plus yards. So I mean, you're talking about less than fifty percent. That's less than fifty percent throwing the deep balls. Like he doesn't and, and, have and it. the accuracy. I wouldn't even pay attention to is the frequency. That too, because of the quarterbacks here. He threw the only people who threw the deep less than him was Joe Flacco, who didn't play nearly the whole season. Case right. Keenum, who didn't play nearly the whole season, and that's it. He's, I mean, Garoppolo. We already know what that is. I try to tell uh what you call it, B5 you want to listen. Um Garoppolo was 14 for 27. So yeah. Yeah, hey, just you a lot probably over 50%. You want to talk about Charlie Checkdown? You got your guy with Drew Brees. So yeah. No, I just uh, like when you look at like I said, like Brady is the one that in my opinion be be the first one to win one because look what he got at Tampa Bay. I mean, he has a he has a team that's pretty much ready to go. Um, I'm still worried about Drew um, Aaron Rodgers keeping his team because they just straight disrespected him by drafting the quarterback in the first round. It's like I I, I still don't understand that. But mm-hmm. what do we know? Roethlisberger, yeah. What what is there to talk about? He ain't even gonna start. He 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 ain't gonna play this whole season. And honestly. The only reason he even has a chance of starting is because both of those quarterbacks played extremely inconsistent between the racist and Duck Hodges. Right. Mm. Pretty much. So I mean fuck Mason Rudolph. And even and even even if with that with, with Roethlisberger, he wasn't as that effective anyway, even when he was playing. Well, that's shit. So it's like don't let these big Ben fans tell you that. You know, so what what can you do with that? The only thing you can do is like best person on the field is going to play, which has been, but that doesn't mean you're going to get to hell. Probably when you get to the divisional round, let alone, you know, the AFC championship. Then they just start start Doug Hodges and, and move on. Fam. Yeah, I think I think this is a good situation to where they could probably start looking for another quarterback for the future. I think they can start doing that this year. You know, I think that's one team that I could say that could probably be they could start looking into that. I mean, Hodges went five Five touchdowns and eight interceptions, which isn't bad considering the fact he's a third string quarterback. All right. So I mean it's it's not the worst production considering Mason Rudolph had thirteen touchdowns and nine picks. I mean, they had a talented roster last year. All right. You said Dak on the Saints? No, Dak ain't going to the Saints. They they already invested in um Taysom Hill. They, Taysom Hill is his um predecessor. Yeah, I already said that. Dak Dak's uh, I don't know. No, I don't know. They got, true. they got, they got Jameis Winston as one year rental, and Tyson Hill is their their future. I mean, they they've said that ever since you know late last year at, when the season was over. I'm so, not so sure he's going anywhere. Who that? Know. Dak. No, Dak signed a one year um that franchise tag. No, I mean after that. I don't, I don't no, he, he ended up getting signed by Dallas. He ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Uh, my thing is like him going to the Saints. That's not happening. They they like Taysom Hill, and I don't know why, but they do. I mean, 
he he's an I, I haven't seen him throw the ball, so I don't. No, know. He, he can't throw the ball. That's the problem. I mean, you go go look up Taysom Hill's stats throwing the football. He can't, but they like him because all the other stuff he can do, which that has nothing to do with quarterbacking. But that's you know that's another another story for another day. Taysom Hill, twenty sixteen. 2,000 yards, 12 touchdowns, and 11 picks. And that was at BYU? Yeah. Yeah, you look at a, you look at his stats actually playing for the Saints. It's even worse. I mean, Pooh, look, people were talking about the Patriots cap space. They got 7 million cap, I think, now. They can make a move for Odell if they clear some space. Which is another You're talking, about, a Dallas, you're talking about Dallas cap space? Cap space? No, I'm talking about uh, the Patriots. No, I'm he, talking about what he, he was he's saying. He's talking about Dallas's cap space. No, I mean their their cap space in 2022 is going to be like opened up. I mean, you're talking it's going to change. People contracts is going to be gone. Yeah, they they were kind of they'll kind of um strapped for cash this past year, but you got to understand other people contracts are going to go away by the end of this year. It doesn't stay like that. That's why I said the Patriots have the worst receiving core in the league. Yeah, I don't think they've so. never really had the best, or they've made do with 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 what they've ha- have had for quite some time. I'm like maybe a couple times they had like a legit number one receiver every, with uh, Randy Moss, but other than that, I'm like they they've done just fine with what they've had. Well, yeah, because you have Tom Brady. Well, now they they there's it's. I, I think it's just gonna show more because Tom Brady's not there. Tell Pooh that, that these guys, a lot of people, are gonna be getting released for Dallas. The cap going down has nothing to do when you have seventeen people getting released. Mm. I, I don't think you realize every year you have a lot of people that don't do not have to get signed at the every year. The problem is you had a lot of people on contract, which is supposed to be changing by twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three. They're not gonna have that big of a deal. This is – you can go look it up. Uh, I mean, yeah. Because, I mean right. – Do they know, have – is there any other questions in the chat? Because I know we're running long here. No, it's two hours. Yeah, it's, it's about that time. Anything else, people? Anybody got anything? No. I don't see anything. So, I guess that's – for the most part, that would be it. Um – what you got, DJ? Well, you guys can find me on my website. Oh, you can find my website. I'm not on the website right now, but you can find me at dj81.org. Uh, I'm still trying to learn the ins and outs of managing it. So hopefully I can get cracking again on it uh, sometime next week. It seems like there's, certain, there's a few things I could write about, certain situations I can write about. So... Uh, be on the lookout. And um, also, you can find me on Twitter, DJ81 on Twitter. And also, um, new Twitch channel. I have, I'm have. i going to retire. Though. It's funny. You know, my football team retires its name. I'm about to retire my uh, old Twitch channel as soon as I get access to it. Um, but I, in the meantime, I have created a new Twitch channel. It's under Evo325. That's E-V-O. Three two five on Twitch. So, okay. What about you, Bills? What you got? I ain't got shit. <laughs> yeah. a good episode. Uh, 
just waiting for Madden 21 to come out. Um. Oh, by the way, I saw a Mafia, um, Mafia Definitive Edition for the first one. Uh That game looks really good. Yeah, like graphically, they rebuilt it from the ground up. Yeah, they rebuilt it from the ground up. Yeah. So I'm definitely gonna be getting on that once that come out. Definitely gonna get that. Um, been playing a little bit of Mafia Two. Don't have any incentive to finish that one because I beat that one a long time ago. So that game, like, that remake is low, that remaster is low key ass, bro. Really? Well, I, I played on PC. It's, it's pretty glitches. good. I haven't seen any glitches, but I've been seeing people on PS4. I saw a review of it, and there's some people running into some issues. I didn't have the biggest problem with it, but there's a lot of people who run into some issues. My issue was I didn't have my 4K TV when I played it, so graphically it was a bit of an eyesore, but. I'll probably yeah, I've been playing it. I've been playing it on PC. It's pretty good. I, I haven't had any issues. Um, as for me, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be streaming tomorrow. I don't know what I'm gonna be streaming yet. It might be some sports related. I don't know yet, but I'm gonna start streaming on a daily basis. I'm gonna start on Friday, and so uh, probably be around eight thirty, eight forty-five. Probably give everybody an hour of some gameplay of whatever I want to play. And um, I don't know it might be even be Last of Us too. You never know. But um, shit. <laughs> <laughs> See, you never know. It's like it just depends on how I feel at the time when I decide to stream something. So, um, be on the lookout for that. And like I said, every day I'll probably be on it streaming because uh, my dad said I want to stream more outside of Sunday. So once again, our Twitter handles right there in the at the bottom of the screen. Come and follow us there. Google. Um, play iTunes, SoundCloud, Discord, all that good stuff. You can uh, catch us there. Um, other than that, we'll be back on Tuesday, and um, we'll all be back together collectively to talk about whatever the hell is going on. Uh, so because <laughs> I have no idea, Probably like an NBA preview, I guess. Yeah, it could be because like it was well, really nothing going on today, you know. Like it was well, Saturday they Saturday they are um it, it's the season opener for the WNBA. So uh-huh. that's interesting. Uh-huh. Hey, don't do that, Bills. Don't do that. What? Make it interesting. What? <laughs> Man, my boy's not playing this year. There's a couple other people that aren't playing this year. Hey, somebody put on Twitter talking about the the NBA players making average forty million while the WNBA making one twenty seven ton. That's a problem. Look, look <laughs> let me tell you what's the problem. A problem is going to be that they're not out of element, not having any fans when they play in this new bubble. Wow, it's going to be the same I'm as done. it usually is. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Hey, man, y'all be good, man. Y'all be safe out there and don't get in any police's face and don't let them get in your face. Yeah, stay away from that fucking and, and Wear a fucking mask. Yes, yeah, dead sir. If you're around some people, wear a mask, please. Don't I, get I don't think, up like out I said, here. yeah, I don't think they work, but wear them anyway. <laughs> like, no, I'm dead. If you're not wearing an N95, it don't work. But just wear them shits anyway, because you got people out here have anxiety issues of people not wearing masks. They think you're a walking virus. So just wear the mask. Wear it. And, um, News flash got viruses on you. Right. And if you see see somebody that that either coughs on somebody or coughs out loud and don't cover their mouth or they don't have a mask on, fuck them up, please. All right, right. exactly. And those are the bitches I'm talking about, Doug Thomas. (laughs) All right, y'all. We're going to be out. See you guys on Tuesday. Peace.
Peace. Era